Hello, and welcome to Go for Bronze, episode 36. On this week's show, we talk about how Activision will be revealing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 in an upcoming Warzone 2 event. Red Dead Redemption rumors point to a possible remaster for PS5. And Insomniac may not be the Marvel game studio we feared with a possible third unannounced game in the works. I'm Joel Torres, and as always with me is my co-host, Mark Ace Acevedo. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I uh, am just freshly showered right before we started this. I was talking about how, you know, I needed a freshly shower today because yesterday I didn't shower. I feel like you got to be showering on a daily basis. And well, I feel like if it, I... Though. I know I didn't, but I'm saying <laughs> I felt guilty about it, okay? And I feel like if you miss a day, you got to make up for it right in the morning. I also think... Are you? A, do you enjoy showering more in the morning or at night? So when I was going, like when I was like in high school or college, when I had time in the morning, I would I love to take a shower in the morning. Also, when I had shorter hair, I love taking a shower in the morning. Now with having longer hair, it kind of you know throws things in a in a pickle. But obviously, I have a shower cap, <laughs> and I just <laughs> put my hair in a bun, put a shower cap on. Like, you can't wa- when you have long hair, you realize you can't wash your hair every day, or your hair is gonna just like fall out of your head. So I do like taking a shower in the morning when it is when it's an option. But I get up so early for work and I have like so minimal time that it's like I just like get going. I also wear like a headband to work. So that way my hair is like always held in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that I feel like being a I think showering in the morning is what I prefer. But I understand an arguments made for showering at night. Like I understand the idea that you have to shower before going to bed. Have well, you yeah, been out in the world? Do you have to shower before going into bed? Yeah, I guess that's true. Doesn't always happen, though. It, it doesn't always happen, but I feel like one a day. But if you get sweaty and gross, then you got to shower before bed. Definitely. I used to be way more of like a flagrant, not take a shower going into bed, at, like after a day when I was like single. But now, like you mm. know, ever since dating Pam, it's like that shit can't fly. You know? Yeah. You got to make sure you're clean. Especially now sharing a bed together, you can't be going in there all musty and shit. Plus, if you got to do all the laundry and shit, you want to keep everything preserved for when you can. Exactly, exactly. I guess I never actually even thought about that. I said that, but that isn't actually true. So I don't want people to think that I'm like out here like, yeah, I've had my bed sheets on my bed for like months. That doesn't actually happen. How often do you watch your bed sheets? Because this is actually a conundrum we came across where I'm like, I'm kind of like a one week. One week, Watch yeah, them, probably yeah. weekly. Weekly sounds right, because I feel like during the weekend is when we get all of our bullshit chores out of the way, mm-hmm. so we just do, like, everything. Yeah, what I hate is when you wash... Everybody knows this. Everybody's done this. When you wash clothes during the week, and then it's, like, 9 o'clock at night, and you're like, fuck, all of my shit is in the dryer, or all of my shit's in the washer, and I gotta put it in mm. the dryer, wait for it to dry, and that's just... It's a soul-crushing feeling. We don't have that issue, because I can always stay up late to watch it, because like mm, okay. I'm, I'm fine not getting that much sleep honestly and or i don't have to go in every day so if it's yeah. like something like that happens then i'd be like all right tomorrow's a stay at home day yeah because you can go to bed at midnight and get a full eight hours yeah exactly if i go Which to bed at sweet. midnight i'm fucking i'm dead i'm dead for the day yeah, i'm you're... going to bed at like honestly my ideal bedtime is like 10 o'clock which sucks because mm. i used to be like a midnight guy and i used to like to have those like two hours of freedom but it's just a, it doesn't it's not conducive for my mentals. Yeah, I'm still a midnight guy. I still I still enjoy that. But I will say I normally target six hours of sleep a night. I don't target eight. Eight would be cool, 
but in my mind i i try to be like okay as long as i get six hours i'm good i don't know how how that how well that's actually working out for me but it's what i'm going with <laughs> like it might not my body might not be happy with it but it's what i'm doing that's crazy yeah i mean that's why your back's all fucked up yeah my back you know? is fucked up actually speaking about that so the bottom left like quadrant of my fucking back has been tight and i didn't know if it was like an internal organ failing or something like that but i did figure out or well i didn't figure out but liz figured this out on my office chair or my gaming chair the there's a lumbar support pillow i'm fucking stupid i didn't have it in the right place i thought it was just supposed to be like okay it's supposed to be on the back like lower back but it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be all the way at the bottom it's supposed to be like where your back dips yeah. So she like readjusted it. Now the chair is much more comfortable. Nice. So you're just like fucking yourself over for the last like week and a half. Well, I also <laughs> sit like all day every day, not just here. And, like, well, the office I... chairs at my office are like okay. They're not. You gotta, great. you gotta do the standing desk. They have a standing desk, so I gotta start doing that. Just like not like all the time. Obviously, that shit gets like annoying too. But I feel like I work better when I'm like standing and moving. Like I remember when I had to write papers and stuff. Like I would be like standing and moving. I'd also be drinking. You know? Yeah, well, you're pacing. You got like five minutes on the clock. You're in overtime. You have one paragraph <laughs> done. You got six pages to write. So you know, you get it. You got an assignment due at midnight. I couldn't yeah, imagine you... like what that feeling would be like now. Oh, now that would be I awful. I feel like if I went to college now, I'd be so much better at it. I feel like I would be too, because I feel like I wouldn't procrastinate as much. I feel like before, it would just be like <laughs> anything to not do whatever it is that I had to do. And it's also like looking back on it, you're like, you had so much time. Like, how the fuck did this mm. shit not get done? Like, if I was like, yeah. if I, in my later life, I would like to be a college professor. To be clear, for anyone listening who doesn't maybe doesn't know us, we didn't drop out. We did finish college. Oh yeah, we fin- we're kind I'm of double major, up- motherfuckers. So don't try me. I got two degrees. Yeah, it's not like we uh, <laughs> double procrastinated. Double procrastinated <laughs> on that shit. But um, but no, like now if I was like a college professor, I'd be like, hey, bro, like if it's not if, like you know how they used to do like oh the ten percent off after like a day, like you mm-hmm. you know. It's like, no, it's like if you ain't getting it in on time, it's a straight zero. So don't even worry about it. You, you don't want to be like, time. you don't want to be an asshole professor. Not an asshole professor, but I want to be the professor that teaches you discipline. You know, those are my, okay. my, one of my favorite professors was actually not a professor. I got like an A in his class, but you know, it was, it was a hard teacher. He taught me a lot. He taught me about discipline. And, you know, I feel like that, I've always I remember him more than anybody else. All the easy ass professors, you're like, oh, yeah, they were cool. But like, you know, you turn in shit late. They giving you full credit. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's true. The pushover teachers. The pushover. Nobody respects the pushover teacher. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You're a professor. You can't be a pushover professor. That's crazy. You went, You got a master's degree to be a little bitch. Yeah, that's substitute teacher shit. Not that yeah. I would not not that I would be mean to substitute teachers because I do feel like people who do that there's a special place. In hell. Yeah, I know you would, <laughs> and I would laugh at what you would do. But I'm saying I'm not going to hell. You might, but I think that I think that the teachers, like you're saying, that are strict. Like there was one te- professor I had that I remember everyone in the class was failing, but it wasn't because we were failing because like we weren't understanding it's because he he gave everyone like f's on tests so that they would study harder and then at the end of the like semester he put everyone's like real grade up which i thought was kind of like i kind of enjoyed it because like people were always panicking 
but I talked to him like early on. He was like, nah, don't worry. He was like, there's a hella curve at the end. He was like, just don't like stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> but I thought that was good because it's true. It's like you will go out of your way to do the math of being like, okay, how much do I actually need to get whatever grade I want? If that's I'm like, like some, a, that's like some anime teacher type shit. Or like yeah, everybody it starts with an F. <laughs> Everyone, er, yeah, every test he would basically give everyone like fifties, maybe like six, like a sixty. And his class was like, "You got a fucking hundred, but he's not oh, telling shit. you. Damn. But I thought it was awesome because obviously yeah, people that... are losing their shit. Yeah, especially like you know the people that are like, "I have to make sure I have a four point GPA. My, my scholarship's gonna drop me." <laughs> See, like, that's nah. so dumb. Think about like that's so unimportant now. What? Like thinking about GPA. I think, yeah, it only mattered if you were going to go to secondary school, like like master's. But I don't even think that then really matters that <laughs> it much. It only mattered if you were going to be somebody, not like us. <laughs> yeah, not like us. But but I think even if you go to like a master program, ain't no college going to be like, oh, I don't want to take your money. I think yeah, that's like, true, too. So, you know, UCF is always UCF is always a willing participant to take people's money. <laughs> that's true. I still I get pieces of mail asking for donations and I'm like, nah, you owe me money. I'm, I know. I'm about to say, like, how are you going to ask somebody who's an alumni literally like six months after they graduate? It's like, bitch, I don't have no money yet. Like, ask me maybe when I get a little bit of money to donate to this shit. But like, what do you want me to give you? Two dollars? Yeah, give it a couple of years at least. I think you should be like, you should not be getting alumni donation requests until you're at least like probably like 30, 35. Yeah. But then how would they? I guess. Yeah, I guess be a couple of years. They have your like, records. But if you, what if you finish school at like 30? Well, they know you ain't doing shit. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> so, too. That's different. That's different. That's a different type of college experience, but they know you ain't doing shit. Yeah, if you're a late bloomer, they don't want your money anyway. Yeah, so shout out to all the late bloomers out there, though, you know? It happens. It this happens. is a PlayStation podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Mainly. We'll be talking about, uh, yeah, mainly. I mean, we'll talk about whatever. We got a lot of news to talk about, and then we will also be talking about what we've been playing to start out with um why don't you start with what you've been playing well i've been playing final fantasy 16 which i have been playing for wait, 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 wait. actually oh, hold on i don't think i even asked how are you i'm fine i'm good i'm good i'm adjusting to living in lakeland polk county baby but uh yeah polk i'm in seminole you're in seminole you're not in orange county nah or no oh. not anymore when's it cut i'm, off? No, I'm no longer Springs? in orange County. uh I don't know where the cutoff is, but what I was going to hmm. say is I'm no longer an Orange County punk rock legend. Oh, uh, shout out to the garden. But, um, but yeah, no, I've been chilling. I've been good. This weekend has been nice. I got a brand new couch, which I'm really, really happy with. And yesterday, mm-hmm. the couch passed the most important thing. Could me and Pam both take a nap on it comfortably? And we passed oh, I didn't think out. that's what you were going to say. No, well, that's, you know, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> But okay, it's a comfortable couch. That's important. It's a comfortable couch, and if we have guests, people could pass out on the couch, and it's like if it functions just as well as a bed. So okay, now that you're mentioning that, I think this is another important topic of discussion. How do you feel about guest rooms in general? I feel like they're kind of. I feel useless. like you, I feel like you're setting me up right now, motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. We don't have to. It's mostly because you mentioned the couch. And like when people, if people come here, right, they can yeah. sleep on the couch, but we don't have to de- delve deeper into that no, if you don't want deep. to. No, my opinions are, are firm and strong. And this is but... this is a public show. This is an open forum. <laughs> this is open forum, but I feel like that was, that was a little set up question there, but it's okay. I got you. 
if it'll upset oh. anyone, we can invite them on the show and we can really clear it out. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't targeted like that. It was really just targeted because I heard about the couch and I'm just, you know, chit-chatting. For me, I think I think game room is a priority. <laughs> <laughs> the fear in his eyes right now. <laughs> For me, the game room, I think, is like the main priority. But I think like uh, as long as the game room has functionality to like be like somebody can sleep in there or mm. honestly, I would prefer ideally to have like a couch that's comfortable for them to sleep out there because I still would want access to my game room. But mm. for me, obviously, I think I would I would prefer having a game room over that. And then like obviously the ideal setup, I think, is three bedrooms. You obviously have your your primary bedroom because you're no longer allowed to say master bedroom. It's primary mm. bedroom. And then, Correct. you know, yeah. And then you have your, you know, your gaming room and then you can have like your little like guest room situation kind of thing. But I don't know. I think I, that I, if you have a situation where you do have a guest room, you're going to need to invest in the project queue, which we'll speak about later. But I feel like that would be a situation where that would be really useful for. Definitely. That would be very, very useful for that. I think also my problem is with the guest room is that you have to buy a whole new furniture set. That's just kind of expensive. Like furniture. So this apartment that we moved into, there's a really nice kind of like marble top table in the dining room that they Mm -hmm. are kind of in the kitchen, like an island that came with the apartment. But the thing is, is we have to buy stools for that. And that's one of those things like just buying furniture. I've been pretty lazy to do because I'm like, I don't really want to spend whatever it's going to cost just to get some stools. But that also means that now when we eat, like there's no set place to eat. Like we're just walking around. eating whatever we're eating we have like a little table outside but we live in florida so sometimes it's disgusting out there 90 percent of the time it's disgusting out there but um yeah no i mean your situation i like the table i like the setup though because you don't have to invest in an actual table you just have to get stools like you like it that's does true cut the, it does cut the, the cost down a little bit with that so that's it's, you know it's kind of a clutch situation and then that dining room or the kitchen table is what you have in your room now in your gaming room yeah that's that what you're recording table right is what I, yeah i'm recording right now on our old dining table yeah so, it's just in the corner so yeah everything has a proper usage and stuff like that but i think i understand like yeah getting this because the thing that's annoying is that it needs to be stools because it's so high up so it's not like you can just transition any old chair but you do cut costs with actually having to buy a table, and it's also just a really nice like table. Yeah, we did try that. We did try putting the old dining chairs next to it, and it looked really weird. Yeah. So we didn't want to do that. Yeah, but but yeah, then we we got the new couch, and honestly, that's gonna be a that's a pricey venture. We we uh we did finance it, but we got zero mm. months or zero interest for twelve months because my parents had like a gift card at West Elm, and so. I'm happy to. I'm gonna pay that off quicker than obviously the twelve months. But I was like, I, I don't want to like you know shoot my whole load on this one lump sum. You got the thirty eight percent APR. Hell no, I ain't, pay, I ain't <laughs> paying my shit off on time. I don't fuck around with that. But um, yeah, furniture in general is just expensive. We're trying to find mm-hmm. like a little storage thing on the side of like where my TV is, so I can have my PSVR two unit, have my record player there, and like actually use it. Mm-hmm. So it's just. Like again, a guest room. Now just imagine all that with a guest room. You got to get a whole fucking furniture set. That shit's like crazy expensive. And you got to get a TV for them. And no one's going to use like, it. In... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, people like hosting people. Yeah, I'd say my own opinions. 
Yeah, that's your own opinion. But I mean, we go- we live a little further apart now, so like if we had like a proper guest room and you came over, it's like that's nice for you to just like crash. You and Liz can crash and then just leave in the morning. Yeah, but I'd prefer a game room to stay in. I no, but that's what I'm saying. The ideal situation <laughs> is both. You need the three bedroom. You need three bedrooms. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think I'm thinking on a strictly two room limited basis. But yeah, ideally, ideally, yeah. I'd have a fucking half court basketball court in my house. It's, yeah, yeah, maybe. Would you want a pool? I don't. Yeah, think yeah, I want I'd a want a pool. If we're talking ideal, like you could have one. Why wouldn't you want one? Just because it's very expensive to maintain. Right, pay if we're talking about no limits here, pay somebody to take care of it. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm thinking dream, but like with like a, a little bit of reality. So like obviously like a pool nah, would be more expensive. I would want like you. You go. You can't dream on a budget. I you're holding yourself bu- down. You live just, on a budget. You don't dream on a budget. <laughs> I'm just realistically thinking. Because I think, honestly, what I would want is my parents have a hot tub. I grew up mm-hmm. in a hot tub. I would want, like, a big-ass hot tub. I feel like that's a good, like, intermediate. In-ground or above-ground? Uh, I don't think they... Honestly, it's a, the only in-ground hot tubs are, like, when they're attached to a pool, I think. So it'd probably be above-ground if it's just a hot tub solo. That's fair. But yeah, no, I would like like probably like a massive like hot tub where it's like a, almost like a mini pool. But also, I'm not out here fucking. I'm not swimming. I'm not fucking mm. doing cannonballs. I'm going in there to fucking relax. Yeah. All right. Fair. I was just thinking about yeah the budget no budget kind of thing. But either way, the either way yeah basketball. <laughs> I, don't know, I would I would like to have the the half court in the house. The half court in the that's house. That's what is I crazy. think. I was like that's the most unrealistic thing I think I would want in my house. I would want that, and I also would want a bowling alley. I think a bowling alley would be fun. Because, like, think about having that conversation. Like, forget the guest room <laughs> conversation. Think about, how, hey, babe, I want to have a half-court basketball court. It's going to be the the whole third of the home. I feel like when you're making that kind of money to put that in the house, it's not really like you're asking. It's like we're doing, you know? Yeah, I just feel like that would be a tough sell because, like, if it's talking about not using a guest room, I feel like you'd be forced to play basketball every day. <laughs> <laughs> you better that's be out th- there fucking yeah that's the thing they're gonna be on your ass they're gonna be like oh wait well, you haven't used your basketball for about three days what the fuck was that for you spent oh wow mia, i'm mia. recording a show we got special guest mia mia acevedo <laughs> yeah mia acevedo mia, yeah well yeah used to be mia silva now mia acevedo now mia acevedo but um yeah but yeah no you, they're definitely gonna be on your head about like using that shit mm-hmm it's just For like sure. how my mom's on my dad's head about not using his boat. We have a boat that Damn. literally sits in our garage. Yeah. And There's I think some it's been used... times on there. There was that time he almost got murdered. That was yeah. that was kind of crazy when that guy was drunk as fuck on a boat and was ran us yeah, over. Yeah, like a... Yeah, exactly. That Good was times. scary. Good times. Yeah. But how's Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't played it that much just because I've been playing the second game a lot. But in this two week span, I have been playing it and I got to a actually really good part in terms of the story with, you know, a main part with Jill, who's like your companion throughout the series. So we had like a nice uh, story, you know, character growth section with her. That was fun. And then I started playing because you went fucking crazy putting a Wilt Chamberlain numbers onto the fucking sale. And mm-hmm. I ha- now have access to L.A. Noir, and I've been playing L.A. Noir, and that shit is 
very good. Very, very addictive. And it's kind of like peels me off of Final Fantasy 16. But I want to get back into it just to finish it. Because I'm like, a, I'm only 50% through it, but I've played it for like 25 hours. So that's also a little annoying with how long games are. Because I'm already been, I'm probably already like 30% through LA Noir because it's a shorter game. Came obviously from the PS3 era, originally released in 2011. So different time, more quaint time. But um, LA Noir is very, very good. And a game like I was t- telling Mark earlier on when we, when I was just like texting him throughout this week, that it's a game that I'm glad I played now. Because if I would have played it when it came out, when I was like 14 or 15, I would have like hated this game because it's just like it's a it's mature, like in the actual sense of like being like a more mature and like involved story game. It's a lot slower pace. You know, you're you're detective. So you're asking people questions. You get, It's more wrapped around the story and how you like play a part in the story and more like simulation than like a video game. Which mm. I was also telling Mark that I saw a lot of elements of Red Dead 2 fleshed out in this as well, where it's like. Oh, this is like the beginning of Rockstar fucking around with like that simulation kind of game. Like just adding all the extra details everywhere. Yeah. And when we were talking, you were talking about L.A. Noir. We were kind of just talking about like Rockstar takes in general. And we started talking about GTA and I was talking about how with the old trilogy, I think Vice City is the worst. And you thought that was a hot take. I thought that was a hot take. I mean, I, I, I mean, my take, I may be even hotter where I think Rockstar outside of GTA is when it's it's best. Mm-hmm. But with the Vice City take, I was just shocked because I feel like everybody blows Vice City. But the only thing they always mention when they talk about Vice City is the music, I to think, be fair. I think what you stated also, and we can get into that too because I think that's interesting. What you stated before about the reason why GTA is kind of like your least favorite out of what Rockstar does. You were saying that basically it's like a drive around game or you feel like it's viewed as that a lot. Which I agree with when you hear about people talking about Vice City and being like, oh, I love the music. They probably didn't beat the game. The complaints yeah. I had with the game were actually when you progress through it and when you get towards the end of the game, the way that the mission structure is, it kind of ends up being nonlinear, but in a confusing way. I don't feel mm-hmm. like the game, not that I need it to hold my hand, right? But I don't think it guides you or lets you know to the point where I hit a section where there was no missions available on my map and I just didn't know what to do. So I had to look up and be like, okay, well, how do I like finish the game? Oh, mm-hmm. go here, do this, go here, do that, whatever. But... Again, like I was saying, I think a lot of people probably just drive around. And I mean, what, like, what? Why would you say that you think the Rockstar's other stuff is better than GTA? Just because. Also, what I mentioned was that GTA is more like about being satirical and more like kind of funny, and like making fun of like American culture at the time, like those games are being released. Whereas I feel like when I played Bully, it's like, oh, this is like a story about this character when i played red dead redemption one and two it's like this is like a very like serious story and then also um what the fuck la noir same thing where it's like these are like very like curated crafted stories not saying that the gta series is not like that because again i have not beaten those games but every time i gotten into them it's like it feels like it's more of a commentary on the world as opposed to like focusing on these individual characters mm-hmm. yeah that's and, fair and I like that about what Rockstar like it like really flushes out like oh like they're like actually like really fucking good at like writing and telling a story and like being serious also smaller scope so more like intimate with the world like that bully campus like you like memorize it by the end it's mm-hmm. I mean it's a very small game because it's like it's mainly just the campus and then like there's a little bit of like a free roam area but it's funny because they also all are just like GTA games like they all play like the same but it's just what they bring to the table in terms of their narrative I, I appreciate more than what gta does 
I mean, even the ventures that they have that are separate from the open world, like I think Midnight Club, Max Payne, those are... I also forgot about Midnight Club, too. And those are also excellent. And I know that Max Payne, hopefully, right, we're supposed to be getting one and two, like newer versions of them. Mm -hmm. And I know you haven't played them, but Max Payne 3 is also phenomenal. I remember thinking that game was fucking incredible. And I remember when GTA 5 came out, I remember just being like, okay, this is the shooting from Max Payne 3. This is the driving from Midnight Club. Like you could see, similar to how you're saying, you could see simulation things in Red Dead 2 coming from L.A. Noire. You can see how they learn from each of their games and piece them together into what's new. Mm-hmm. But they're built on, like GTA is built on their other things that are really good. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. And I remember even people being like uh, GTA 5 has like the the sneaking elements of like Manhunt and shit too in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and I'm forgetting about Manhunt too. I never played Manhunt. I tried playing it because I have I bought like the PlayStation 2 version of it, and it's just like uh, I don't know, it didn't click with me. But maybe I have to give it another shot. Manhunt is the kind of game to me that's actually a little too violent. Like I'm okay <laughs> with normally any kind of violence, but it almost feels it feels kind of like twisted to play it. I'm like, this is like, like too much. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's I mean the setup of all the levels is kind of just like. I feel like you play a mission or two missions and then you're you're feeling like you're in a shitty headspace. And then I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. Like, that's not a game you play for fun. And if you are playing it for fun, you should be on a watch list. <laughs> right. You got to play for that platinum trophy, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's fair. I got a couple of platinums inbound, by the way. I might have two by the end of the weekend. Oh, wow. What, what, what platinums are those? I think Mortal Kombat 11 I might get actually finally okay. done. And then the other one will probably be Mortal Kombat 11 again on PS4. <laughs> you motherfucker. Wow, he's doing the double dip. That's crazy. Well, you do have to actually, I will say in defense of it, you do actually have to do everything on both systems. Mm-hmm. There's only some trophies that are linked to your online and would count for both. But those are the hardest trophies. They're the lengthiest, yeah. So like to do 250 <laughs> towers, that is linked to your PlayStation name. Mm-hmm. And I actually finally did that, but that was the only trophy left on the PS4 list. So, like, I probably will go back, it, go back and pop it. But every other trophy, you still have to do again. Okay. Even online trophies. So, any other online trophy, like playing whatever matches, doing AI battle sets, I had to redo those. So, I don't know. I don't feel that bad about it. Also, actually, you know what? While we're on the topic about this, I'm going to just call out a little hypocrisy that I didn't know about for a long time. We're fans of uh, Sacred Symbols, right? So I was listening, and they were talking about sound shapes. Yeah. You told me that you had platinum to that game by playing it multiple times, but they had clearly said that all you had to do was transfer a save, and it would pop on all of its formats. I didn't do that, though. Really, though? No, I didn't do that, because I... That was before I even knew about that trick, to be honest. So I was just Mm. playing it for the love of the game. And I think that may have been specifically with PS3 and PS4, mm. not Vita. So I don't think that that translated to Vita because I platinumed it first on PS4 and then I played it again on Vita. And I don't and I don't even know how to transfer a save over it honestly to, from PS4 to Vita. But I did hear that and I was a little bit shocked when I heard that because I was like, God damn it, I didn't have to do all that work because that shit was kind of hard as fuck to platinum, especially yeah. on the Vita when it's like with the smaller sticks. But I did not do that, so. You, you thought you got me, but you did not. But I might upload that shit on PS3. You keep on trying me. <laughs> you can. But, That's. I think. I think that 
I think doubling up on platinums that you earned is like that are actually like worthy is okay. I think it's obviously like if you're doing jumping taco and then you're gonna do that on multi plat, like that's different. There's... I think I, I I agree with getting both of them, but I feel like you just have to do everything all over again. Because yeah. I did it for sound shapes because I like actually liked playing that game, and it was also just so fucking short that I was like, all right, well I'll just replay it because it's like it's a fun game. It's short. But, like, yeah, yeah, I, no, would... I I I see. I see what you're saying. I would do that too, but if it auto pops, like. I don't know. That's you still had to do everything to get the platinum. If that's it's like true. a long game or something like that. The only time that did happen with me is that it auto popped the PlayStation Five platinum for fucking Final Fantasy Seven when you mm-hmm. like transfer your save over, which was like that was kind of annoying because the only way to play the Final Fantasy Seven remake DLC was on PS Five. So then I had to upload my PS Four save, which I did do everything to platinum. But and then, even then, I was like, ah, that kind of sucks because I wanted to replay the game. I was going to say that there is a good argument for I wish there was a way to not like to to almost ask you and be like, hey, do you want this to happen or do you not want this to happen? Because there are certain games where I wish you could make that not happen so you can just play it from you fresh just don't upload and have that motivation. Well, there's some that games with... that are like linked to online that you don't well, have I don't control play of on, that. I don't play online games, so I don't worry about that. But I understand where you're coming from where it's difficult with online games. But you say that, but that's not true. That's a significant problem you have with Gran Turismo 7, and you don't have control of that. That is true. Gran Turismo 7 was a game I was never going to platinum. I'm just but saying I agree. that it's not, it's not like games that you're intentionally avoiding. It's something that we can't avoid because now there are numerous games that just have that element. Even with the <laughs> auto-popping, I'm saying it's things that are out of our control that would be cool if we could get the option to yeah. say yes or no. But so the option I feel like you can do is with the single player games like Ghost of Tsushima PS5 edition, you can just play it again and get the platinum. But I'm pretty mm. sure if you upload your your saves, it will auto pop. And the same thing with Spider Man PS5, which honestly I hope it does come to plus because I would like to replay the PS5 version of Spider Man. But I also mm-hmm. don't want I don't want it to auto pop. I'll just maybe not earn the platinum, maybe do or you know. But I would just like to play it earnestly and get the trophies again. Yeah, that's fair. I think that yeah, I think that sounds good. So yeah, I guess that's all I've been playing this week. What have you been? What have you been up to, Mark? Yeah, so I am always playing like a large, different variety of games. But the ones I guess I've been playing the most is yesterday. I was playing Octopath Traveler two. I was playing the prologue demo. I didn't pull the trigger on buying it. I did do that because there was a PlayStation campaign for playing like X Y Z some of these demos, and I was playing that you have three hours that you can play and you can pick from any of the characters to play with. You can just, you can't get out of like their starting areas. Mm. So I played about 40, 45 minutes of the samurai character and I enjoyed what I was playing. I've really been getting into like these turn-based games just now. It's never something that I was into when I was younger, probably because I didn't have patience, but it's almost even similar with like souls games where I didn't have patience when I was younger. And now I really enjoy the approach of, trying something like a fight or in turn base or a boss battle failing and then trying to edit something about like okay maybe my weapon wasn't right maybe my tactic wasn't right and so now i'm enjoying that and with octopath traveler 2 i really think it looks really good i didn't play the first one it's not on playstation i wonder if they'll bring it right now it's only on the switch but this one seems xbox and xbox this one seems cool so far i mean if i finish the prologue or i hit that time limit 
Will I buy it? Maybe. If I do, something I want to speak about is I really hope that any trophies that would have popped, popped. Because when I played Ghost Trick, I played that demo, and then I bought the game, and it did transfer my save, but it didn't pop the trophies that would have popped in the first, like, two hours of the game. So when you look at my trophy list, I have, like, every chapter completed except for the first two which doesn't huh. make any sense but that's because the save went over but it didn't pop the trophies that's weird I mean, just a weird little thing i mean of course it's not going to be a problem to just go back and replay the first two chapters that'll be easy to do but just something to consider especially mm-hmm. if it's like you have hours of it but that's been good do you have any interest in playing that octopath traveler honestly i like visually i think it looks gorgeous but from what i've heard from everybody the story just kind of falls flat because it's like so many it's like a it's not really a con like a ten, like a individual story it's obviously the eight players and it's more like little vignettes and then they come together and it's also fucking like 80 hours so honestly if i'm gonna put 80 hours into a jrpg i'd probably try to finish up persona because i'm like 40 hours into that so I was going to I mean, say, I w- too, if you wanted to play something similar to that, I, we do have Live Alive. And Live Alive is like, yeah, again, the similar art style where it's like, yeah, I would try something like that. But I mean, you know, I I, I am interested in it. I just am hesitant because I heard the story kind of like is not the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I will say I think the art style is really cool and I enjoy the multiple characters, although I don't know if it would live up to or be better than Live Alive because what I've played of that, I thought the characters were more interesting and that's also time settings. Where this isn't Mm -hmm. like time settings, this is just different characters. But something I think is really goofy about it is, I don't know if you've seen, when you're in a turn-based battle and there's like a boss enemy, the boss enemy is like six times, not even six, maybe like ten times the size. Yeah, I think it looks really stupid. I don't really know why they did that. So that's just something I wanted to point out. Yeah, so you know it's the boss. I just I thought that that looks kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean I tried playing the first Octopath. Uh, I have it on my Switch, and I and I got played it probably maybe for like four or five hours, and then kind of just fell off of it. I didn't mind the bigger sprite thing. I knew I didn't know that that was a complaint from people. I was like, it kind of just makes sense. It's like in fucking Division where it's like the fatter dude is the harder enemy, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't look as goofy, I feel like. Yeah. Or the tone, the tone in Octopath is not goofy. I think that's also what it is. Mm-hmm. If the tone was goofy, then I think it would play better. Yeah. It's like playing Borderlands and having like the loot midgets. Like it's yeah. it's dumb, but it's in like Borderlands being crazy, so it's fine. But if it's like you're playing if you're playing like a Call of Duty campaign and there are like midget <laughs> enemies, it'd be a little weird. That'd be kind of hilarious, though. We need to get Peter Dinklage as a skin and, and fucking... Now there's Nicki Warzone. Minaj, 21 Savage, Snoop Dogg celebrating the 50 years of hip-hop. I was like, this isn't the fucking place. It's also a weird collection of people to celebrate the 50 years of hip-hop. I think Snoop Dogg is definitely deserving of that spot. Mm-hmm. And I love my boy 21, but it's a little early in his career to, for him to be like a a face of hip hop and the same thing with, I mean, Nicki Minaj, I guess is probably like the biggest female rapper. So that makes sense. But yeah, 21 is definitely a little bit of an odd choice. Who would you swap 21 with? Uh, either Drake or Jay Z. Yeah. I think, or Nas. I think all of those would be solid options. I think I would pick Nas, but I don't think they would for sales. Definitely not Nas. So Drake or Jay Z, definitely because the bigger name. What I think they should have done is made one character be the Wu Tang Clan, and every time you come in, it's a different person of the Wu Tang Clan. That would be fucking awesome. 
Yeah, fucking big brain over here. Yeah, but Our they're not Activision. trying to do all that. That's like they because <laughs> they could sell each member individually. Yeah, that's the thing. They would do some stupid shit like that. Actually, I I need to go back and listen to theirs because I was looking at I was watching a bunch of Anthony Fantano videos and it's like mm-hmm. he was doing tier lists of top ten albums for like different decades and stuff like that. And Enter yeah. the Wu Tang isn't that that's one of theirs. Enter the Thirty Six Chambers or Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. So like I want to listen to that, but also bringing him up. Did you see that he's getting sued by Activision? Who? Anthony Fantano. Why? So he's getting sued by them, I I think. I actually don't actually have this in like the write-up, but I did see this, and we like watching Anthony Fantana, so I feel like it'd be fun to mention it. He, I guess, had some kind of like TikTok audio or something like that that Activision used in marketing for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. But then Anthony Fantana was trying to charge them for it, but Activision is like, hey, you put it in the public domain of TikTok, which in the terms and services means we can use it. And now they're suing him. What the fuck? Right? That's crazy. It was crazy because I read the headline and it was like, oh, viral YouTube TikTok star getting uh, sued by Activision. And I clicked into it and I saw Anthony Fantana. I was like, what the fuck? The melon? I was like, first of all, weird way <laughs> to... describe not des- a TikTok star. All right? He's I a agree. YouTuber. I agree. I was like, weird way to describe him. But it was it was... I never expected it to be somebody that like we actually watched, you know, I feel like it's always yeah. random ass people where like, that's what mm-hmm. they're known for. But that was, uh, that was interesting. Also, before I talk about the other games here, when we were mentioning like me going hard on the sale, I was like, I, w- I want to pull up a list of everything I bought. Cause I don't know if I spoke about it last time we were on the show. So I did get tears of the kingdom from you, which was very nice. And I also bought street fighter six saints row like a Dragon Ishin, Viewfinder, Dragon's Dogma, Darker is in, L.A. Noir, Neon White, Psychonauts 2, uh, Midnight Suns, and Remnant 2, Re- and Avengers. Yeah, that's, I think that's It was everything. a lot of shit, and I'm not I'm probably not going to play half of those. <laughs> well, actually... Well, some of those games are kind of short. Like, Viewfinder, I heard, is like only like five hours. Yeah, Viewfinder is short, and I'll play them all. All right, I'll play every game. <laughs> I'll find the time. I mean, yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe the maybe the video games industry has a strike, and we got to fucking play all the backlog shit. I think that with all the, I've actually thought recently with all the remakes and remasters, I think there will be a point where we like significantly cut down our backlog because we've just mm-hmm. played those. So even if they come back, I don't count. Like for example, the Dead Space remake, I haven't finished that, but I'm not like, oh, I haven't played Dead Space. You know what I mean? yeah so i i feel like there will be a point where we'll have enjoyed a large majority of the games if things keep coming back from that list also i didn't write it in here but i did play about an hour of like a dragon ishin that's just excellent right it's yakuza (laughs) so i think it's that's really good and i figured i would just start off with that one because i was playing zero trying to do like all the missable and get the trophies and i was like this just you know, you're going in a playthrough for a game and you're like, this just isn't happening. I'm making no progress. So let me like switch around. I feel like that happens with me with long series, like with Borderlands. Like I want to just play three and Tiny Tina, but I waste so three much time being sucks, like, though. Tiny Tina's know, fun. I don't think three sucks. I think that, you know how we were speaking. So last last episode, I was speaking about how I play games and how I complete them and how I like try to not do all the side stuff while moving forward. I think that's mm-hmm. really important in Borderlands. Do not do all the side shit before moving forward because then you get way burnt out. 
especially like in Borderlands 3, every area that you get to, you get a new ability or like a new slot for different items. So one, it makes looting more interesting. And then B, all the fun bosses are going to be in main missions. So doing all that side shit. Now, I'm not saying that that's acceptable. That side shit is boring. I'm not trying to excuse that. But I think even the main, like, traversing through the world. Every time I think of Borderlands 3, I think of that world that's like you're in the sewer system just driving around and how fucking pointless and aimless that is. Yeah. And that's main story that's shit. Fair. You have I to go through that area. That... I think that Borderlands 3, though, too, is one of those games that would be much better enjoyed, like, co-op. Like, if we played it instead of solo. But we did play it together and it was two... so boring. Well, we didn't. we didn't play it, like, to try to beat it. That's Actually, true. you know what? Thinking about it, not that it really like matters, but I how have we ever finished a co-op game? Ex- I think a way out is the only one I can out. think of. Yeah, but that's like that's mandatory. <laughs> like it needs that's, to be mandatory. And by the way, whenever you want to play, it takes two for the platinum. I want to do the platinum, but I don't want to force Liz to like do fucking trophies. You know? Yeah, I feel that. I I want to just play the game just to play it. But yeah, I I figured it's not like an easy plat, but you know achievable very achievable platinum yeah i think it's more difficult than a way out but i'm sure it's i mean of course it's achievable for us not that i'm like oh my god we're hot shit but like there's not there's very few platinums that i'm like they're just unobtainable and the ones that are unobtainable to us are the ones that i feel like are universally like wolfenstein 2 or a gran turismo or like shit like that but anything else we're fine anybody who has a gran turismo platinum is like it gets all respect because that shit's hard yeah, I think that I think Gran Turismo Seven. I would be much more likely to try to go for the platinum again if like the economy was better or if I could fucking restart the game. That's the thing too. Some of the platinums that are the most difficult are just that way because the games aren't fun to play. Mm-hmm. I think about that when I think about like Elden Ring having like a really high percentage for platinums. If the game is good enough, people are going to want to play it to completion. That's true. And those fans are also like very ravenous and like love that shit. Like the people who play that shit love that shit. Yeah. So like even kind of similar as like a transition playing Wo Long, Wo Long's platinum rate is 12.3%. God. It's not an easy game, but the platinum is pretty much, hey, do everything. And that's, I I could easily see myself getting there. I think I want to say the level cap is like 100 and I'm level like 51 or 52. And I probably the most phenomenal one. No, I don't even think so. It doesn't. It's not that time consuming to level up. The way that you get okay. XP from characters in the battlefield that you're in, I feel like scales really well. So, mm-hmm. like when you get into a, the levels are basically called battlefields. There are main ones and there are sub battlefields, and they have like a level kind of attached to them. And when you go into one that's your level or a little bit higher, everyone you kill gives you like a ton of XP, and leveling up is not difficult. Okay. Whereas, nice. you know, in other like you know official souls games or other kinds it's much more difficult when you die you lose everything you don't lose everything in this one some stuff is reset but you can gain them back so it's not as punishing but i'm really enjoying it and i'm i think just about past the halfway mark i just beat the lu boo boss which is what i read is like the most difficult one (laughs) and it was and i want to give a shout out to youtuber tyrannicon for incredible guides not on just this but he makes guides for like other souls games and the best thing about his i think is that they're entertaining he uses this like 
he calls himself like the whatever game guru and he uses like mm-hmm. ancient voices like, oh hello there welcome to the <laughs> warlong but like so it's, he makes it fun and i appreciate that that's good yeah because some of those uh those tutorials or those like walkthroughs can get a little stale mm-hmm. but i like the walkthroughs with no voice though like it I... just shows me the gameplay i like a voice I don't like I well if it's a walkthrough because walkthroughs with no voice I think about they walk over to some spot and then they just like point an arrow. If it's for collectibles, I like that, but if it's not for collectibles, like if it's a boss guide or something, I yeah, like some I dialogue describing yeah. like why you're doing what you're doing. But collectibles is different cuz you're just walking up and hitting a button. That's what I was thinking of collectible walkthroughs. I hate when they're like just chatting the whole time. I'm like, hey, dude, I just need to know, like walk to the thing and I'll know. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think the gold standard of how to do that is power picks. When he does his collectible guides, not only is there no speaking, it's also they always start from stamped appropriately. They're time stamped appropriately. And they also always start from a place that's easily recognizable in the game and then go to the collectible. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so important. So yeah. yeah, there's definitely good ways to do it and bad ways to do it. I think keeping but, uh, it simple is good, but Wolong is really good. And then I guess the last game I would mention is Remnant. Remnant 2 just came out, and I started playing the first one before it came out because Remnant 2, I could have paid more to get the early access, but I like don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, we don't encourage that behavior. That's something I kind of yeah, I kind of want to be somewhat taking a stand with like paying for what i believe in so i i just paid for the standard edition of that and then i started playing the first one but now that i'm like halfway through the first one i'm just like i kind of want to finish this before i switch over to the second one and i'm enjoying that i think it's really good my only i guess nitpick or i didn't know about it is i feel like you get weapons at a much slower rate than i thought you would i thought it was going to be the kind of game where like you kill an enemy and then like a ton of what kind of like borderlands i thought it was looter Mm -hmm. shooty a little bit but it's kind of not you get a lot of resources to upgrade what you have, like what weapons you start with with a specific class, and then you build like boss weapons. So when you kill certain bosses, you get elements where you can make like these wild ass guns. And those okay. are really cool. But you don't get a lot of different kind of weapons. So like for example, even if you're looking in your inventory, you got like assault rifle, you got shotgun. Like they're not <laughs> they don't have different variations of them. It's just kind of simple, but it is really good and I'm really excited to play the second one, hearing that it's pretty much better than the first one in like almost every way. And the first one is really good. Like you can tell they did it on a budget, but it's like the best it could be on a budget. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I already have the second one downloaded, ready to go. So I'm down to try that. What I think is very funny is with the second one, the promotion behind it is like the sequel to the best selling Remnant game. And I'm like, is there another Remnant game that I did not know about? There is. Yeah, there actually is. So. The reason why they market it like that is because so Remnant 2 is the sequel to Remnant from the Ashes, but there was a, I believe, PC-only game. It wasn't mm-hmm. in the same style, but I think it's the same universe. Ah, uh, okay. Because, yeah, I kept on seeing that. I was like, that's, I mean, that's funny, this, like, marketing, but, I mean, I guess it's probably true. Like, yeah, I guess, I mean, this first one in the series, in my mind, I was like, yeah, the first one in the series is the best selling. It's the only one. Yeah, I mean, technically, they're not lying, but I, <laughs> it's it's good. I definitely enjoy it. And I always thought, anytime we saw it at showcases, I always thought it looked, like, incredible. I remember the first time seeing it, I did it, even though I knew what Remnant was, I didn't know it was Remnant 2, but I was, like, immediately, like, whatever this is, I'm completely sold. Yeah, it definitely shows well. Like, visually, every time I've seen it, I'm like, damn, that shit does look cool as fuck. And the way that they handle variety, I feel like, is so good. So, Mm -hmm. the levels, 
the way they kind of work is you're going through areas that are kind of procedurally generated, but main areas. So think about like boss fights or places with cutscenes or characters. Those are not procedurally generated, but the like in between fodder is procedurally generated. So if you think okay. about like how boring Borderlands could be walking through an area, <laughs> this isn't that case because you'll like walk through an area, but it'll be different every time. And it's actually like good. Like you can't tell that it's procedurally generated. I didn't know yeah, that but, until I looked it up. Yeah, but my issue also with Borderlands is that it's just a lot of dead space. Like, yeah, okay, that's fair. That doesn't really happen in this. You're either you're always fighting stuff, and the corridors are pretty tight. There's no, yeah. there's no vehicles too, which I think Borderlands something that it lacks with is if your vehicle explodes, you're fucked. Yeah, because then you just gotta run around doing nothing. Honestly, I think what you're saying from Remnant does it really well, but I think Outsiders or Outriders. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking perfect like Borderlands kind of game where it's like there was constant action. There was no was there vehicles in that game? There's not no no vehicles. There's no vehicles. It's just like you get pointed like next is like it's just continuous action, and I like that. And I think that that's what Borderlands is really missing, and that's what Tiny Tina I think does really well. Outriders was good. Outriders got real grindy at the end though. Mm. I remember every single fight just being bullet sponge enemies. And so they weren't even difficult, but like a fight could take me like 10 to 15 minutes just to gun down one enemy. And you're also fucking playing it on world tier like 17. That's true. And I do have the <laughs> platinum for that. Nice. So that, that, that nice. yeah, that was good. And then yeah, remnant was cool, but I think that's pretty much all I have to say on it. Oh, what I was saying with the random areas too. In the in the second one, I've heard that the areas are so different that they almost seem like different games, like the settings. Ooh. Not in terms of like oh procedurally generated, but I'm saying like each of the different worlds are so different that they could be different games. Like if you were to see that's a trailer cool. for this one or a trailer for this one, you wouldn't think they're both remnant. Like some some like Returnal kind of shit, where like exactly. how the worlds are different yeah that's cool that but even that's more because because Re- oh. returnal was more like uh foresty or ice or desert this isn't this is more like for example i'll only give one i won't say any of the other ones but one of the settings is kind of like bloodborne-ish like one of the settings is very i don't even know how gothic. you would just, yeah it's very like gothic whatever so it's even more so just than like a weather biome or a time it's like completely different areas And I've heard the boss fights are like some of the best in games, which is nice that that seems to be coming out. Like I hear that about Final Fantasy. I'm hearing that about Remnant, obviously like Elden Ring and all those. I I feel like that's really good. Yeah, there's definitely something lacking from games in the like for like probably like the end of the PS4 generation. I mean, not end of end of PS3 generation, like all of PS4 and then maybe honestly the Soul games were the only ones that are really carrying that boss fight tradition. I feel like we would have to look back at it. I don't think all were bad, but I think they did happen. Not all were bad. I just think that the games didn't have boss fights in them. Like period? Yeah, like the last like uh like The Last of Us. Like there's no boss fights in that. Yeah, I mean, that's a specific example. You could argue like bloaters and stuff like that, but there yeah. I want to say that I would say those are like more like mini bosses, not like a tradition. Like I think the reason I bring up Blast was just because I feel like everybody like seeing like, oh, Naughty Dog is making games without boss fights. We can do that too. Yeah, I think so. But then, like that's, you're saying, I that's mean, why ga- I was saying ga- that. Yeah, ga- the games will definitely take inspiration from like what is the current hot thing. And I think with Zelda and with Elden Ring, you're always going to have boss fights and shit like that in games now. 
But there's also going to be things you might not want. Like there's also going to be building shit. There's also <laughs> going to be crafting. So it's not they're taking inspiration sometimes it's good sometimes it's not good it's good to also keep games individual like on their own to still have unique elements that make them just what they are but do do you want to talk about zelda a little bit tears of kingdom you didn't mention about that yeah i didn't mention it i mean i know it's a playstation show so i've been playing tears of the kingdom on the side from everything else i've been playing i think it's i think it's good I'm sure this is why you wanted me to bring it up. I think it's fine, right? I don't think it's like this 10 out of 10 incredible game. On like the positive sides, I think that the new abilities that you get as Link are fucking awesome. I think all of them are really useful. They show really intelligent design in the world and like the ways that you can use them. And you can be really smart about how you solve anything, right? Any of the shrines, any of the fights, any puzzles, you can be really creative. And I have felt that we're like, oh shit, like that worked. That feels really cool. I feel smart for doing that on the kind of more, I don't even know if I would say negative side because it's not bad, but I would say more mundane is the, I didn't really want to be building. And I felt like when that game came out, I saw a lot of people just building, 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 building is mandatory, right? Like there's a lot of areas that you want to get over there. You got to craft some shit which isn't the worst, but it's not something I want to do. And it's really hard to play this game and not just be like, this is just more Breath of the Wild. I And again, it's from hearing people that, no, 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 this is different. And no, it's not. Like you're doing basically just what you'd be doing in Breath of the Wild, except there's like less of a setup. Like you just feel like you're thrown into like something that was already Wait, you happening. saying there's less of a setup than the original Breath of the Wild? Yes. Wow. Because I've heard people say that Breath of the Wild is like the beta for this game. Well, I've heard that like being thrown out there a lot. And those are probably also well, yeah. I mean, of course it is. It's the it's an earlier one in the series. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. Where it's like it's like Breath of the Wild. A lot of people were like, oh, it's just bare bones and there's nothing to do. So, so another question: Do we, which one do you prefer more? I know you only spent a little bit of time with Tears of the Kingdom, but do you prefer Breath of the Wild because of the lack of building? I wouldn't be able to, I really wouldn't be able to say until I think the biggest thing for me is doing the, whatever the main like dungeons are mm-hmm. is going to be the, where I decide. Determining factor. Yeah. I think going to like all the main cities and stuff like that is when I'll be able to get a better idea. I'll say with the tool set given, this one would be better just because of the powers. Like okay. if I avoided the building stuff, the powers are cool enough that I would say this one is better. Now in terms of like, oh, not a lot to do. I'm sure that there is a crazy amount of stuff to do. I'm not saying that there aren't literal things to do, but the world does feel kind of bland. Like when you're Mm. running around so far, it is like, I'll go for maybe 10 to 15 minutes, just running through like rocks and trees and shit to get to a town on the map. The things that are in between me and there, like there might be shrines or enemies or Korok seeds, but I don't find any of those that interesting. Like they're Uh, there, you know what I mean? Like they're things to do, but they're not like new. So, I think it's really good, but I don't think it's this like, oh, also, I don't think this is like easily game of the year. I thought it was more <laughs> different than it is. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I would give it like an easy nine, but I wouldn't give it a 10. And I know I sound really critical of it, so it maybe doesn't sound like I would give it like a nine, but I'm being critical of it because of the way it's being received is this kind of like when people go zero, like this is the worst or this is the best thing ever. And seeing people just immediately take this and be like, this is the best Zelda game of all time. I don't know about that. That's, I fucking, I know what you're talking about, because IGN did a list as soon as this game of comes course. out. The, test, the 10 best Zelda games, and it's like, how are you going to put Tears of the Kingdom, like, 
not I'm not saying that it can't be there, but I'm like even realistically, like you should if you, if you think it's gonna be there, it should be like maybe like in the top three, top four, and then let it like earn that acclaim to eventually mm-hmm. rise up to number one. There's no way that you can like because you're not even looking back. I feel like like context retrospectively, like impact on gaming, like Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom is great, but it doesn't even seem to have the same impact as Breath of the Wild will have on gaming. Like Breath of the Wild inspired like Elden Ring, and like you know. Like Tears of the Kingdom is just kind of an evolution, as in terms of like a redefining of something. Yeah, I agree. Even because with Tears, again, what you see is people building like wacky stuff. That's what I see about it. I don't see other things about it. Also, putting it so far high up on a list, right? I think I'm gonna enjoy Tears of the Kingdom way more when I'm like closer to being finished with it, if I ever, right? Because those games are so long, mm-hmm. than I would be now. Like at the current mm-hmm. moment, I haven't seen what is probably the best it has to offer. Yeah. So I'm sure my true. opinion will change. And I feel like that's important. But whoever made that list probably didn't do everything in the game either. That's what I'm saying. You're saying this person beat all ten of these Zelda games? No, I'm Come sure on. they didn't. But I guess you still have to be you still have to try to get some opinion out. Like I've thought about that. If I was to make a tier list of like every Mortal Kombat, technically I haven't like played all of them to the same amount. So would mm-hmm. it really be okay to make a list like that? But I'm still like, yeah, probably. But that context is specific those aren't like single player story games so it's different and you also what you haven't played is like mainly like the dark ages mortal Kombat on playstation 2 yeah that's true too that's, everybody yeah, that was universally when it was kind of at its knows, weakest state yeah everybody knows that those are not the best so like it'd basically be like the classics versus the ps3 revival onward yeah that's true that's a good point all right so, so you ready to get into, get the, into news? the news Yes, let's get into the news. So I heard this from uh, somebody and I was like, okay, let me check my sources, you know, sources. And then it was, it's true. So a new Red Dead Redemption logo appears on Rockstar's website. The new logo features Rockstar Games Presents above the original title. This could just be a logo refresh. However, last month, Gamatsu spotted a new rating for the game by the South Korean Game Rating and Administration Committee, which has a history of leaking things prior to official announcements. This rating also has has included coding specifically for consoles, and the new classification is separate from all previous SKUs, which would include the original game Undead Nightmare and the Game of the Year edition. Last year, an insider at Rockstar did say that there were originally plans to remaster Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4, but the poor reception of the GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition led to the scrapping of both projects. So currently what I've seen is the idea is that either this is just a refresh for the logo but i don't know which versions that would be for or that they would remaster it i feel like remastering it would make sense because they just did the gta trilogy and gta 6 is going to be their next big thing but red dead is not going to get anything for the foreseeable future so i could see them just putting this out so that like red dead is still getting something on the side what do you think i think i think it's true i think that a red dead redemption remake is or not remake but a remastered is kind of like necessary at this point just because that game is locked on ps3 for the playstation gamers i know xbox gamers still have access to it and obviously pc gamers have access to it but for us here in playstation land we are we can't really play this game unless we go back to our ps3s so i think it's kind of appropriate and necessary and also with the success of red dead redemption 2 i think and with that being a prequel, this will definitely get like a big like, oh, shit, like now I played Red Dead Redemption 2. I understand all the context 
like of John Marston and like his like whole like backstory. Now let me play what the game is where he's the lead character, not who you play as. So I would be actually very interested to play a Red Dead Redemption remaster just because how much I love two. I also think it's a smart choice for them from a sales perspective because Red Dead Redemption two sold way more than the first one did. And I mm-hmm. feel like they would get a lot of new sales from people who just played Red Dead 2 and would now be interested in experiencing John Marston's story. So I think it's smart also from that regard. I could understand maybe if they scrapped GTA 4 but did not scrap Red Dead. I What I think is weird is that Rockstar scrapped, the, scrapped both of the projects theoretically because of the poor reception of GTA Trilogy. The poor reception was not on the games themselves. It was the quality of the port. So that's why that's kind of like a weird thing where it's like it's not because people were upset at the it's not like people thought the game sucked. It was just the port fucking sucked. But I so that's true. I bet that they were banking on paying. I bet they were. Yeah, they were banking on probably using Grove Street games for all of these because they probably didn't want to take staff that's working on new games to do Mm -hmm. these projects. And I mean. (laughs) It's probably cheaper for them. I would have to imagine. Like a lot of the problems with the GTA trilogy was that it wasn't even handcrafted. It was like run through a system to mm-hmm. up-res and redo signs and all of that. So I'm sure they thought it would be cheaper to create them with this other studio. And then now they're probably faced with the like, okay, well, we don't want them to fuck it up like they did before. So if we take it in-house, we're going to be taking away developers and time away from the new game. So that's where they probably have to be selective and be like, all right. Maybe we don't do GTA 4. Maybe we do Red Dead. Or maybe they don't do either, and we don't know what this is yet. But I feel like a remaster would make sense. Also, GTA 4, while it is locked on a system that people can't play it, I feel like that's the one that nobody talks about, even though it is really good. That's what I'm saying. I think that that would be... Like, it would do really well for a remaster just to get it out there, because... I bet you if they do a remaster on it, there'll be a bunch of like, you know, video essays being like, oh, wow, GTA 4 is actually the best Grand Theft Auto game. I think that's true. I think that's true. I don't think that would necessarily mean it would sell well, though. I think certain people would be interested. I think anything with GTA sells well. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. That might just be true. I feel like I just never hear people talk about 4, but that might be right. Yeah, I think anything with GTA would sell well. I don't think necessarily... I think the GTA one's less likely to happen just because they're so focused on making sure everybody's attention's on GTA Online until 6 comes out. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they want anything that diverts off of GTA Online until 6 comes out. So I think that's why I can see 4 not being actually remastered. But I think Red Dead Redemption definitely can be remastered because even the Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, I remember everybody being like, oh, this is like kind of bare bones and shit. So I'm looking at, and I don't know how credible this is, but it's some some uh, website called Statista. That's lifetime sales of Grand Theft Auto franchise worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so this is saying that, of course, obviously Grand Theft Auto V has sold the most by like a ridiculous margin. And then after that would be San Andreas, and then after that would be 4. So I guess 4 did sell better than I thought it did. I thought it would be lower on the list. Yeah, I mean, no, so 4 sold... Yeah, four sold like a shit ton. Like it was, very, I remember playing that game the online. That I I liked the online. Take. I liked the online more than GTA Online. Yeah, because it's more simple. Let's just like get in and have fun and fuck around. GTA Online is good though, but I understand that it's not pick up and play, especially now. 
I enjoyed yeah. it when it first came out. Now I, I can't play it because I'm so far behind that it's not even mm-hmm. fun to try to think of playing it. But that's definitely true. GTA 4 Online, you could just pick them and play. It made me think of like even Red Dead Online, the original. The new one Before I didn't really play. More microtransactions, too. And that's just a huge problem in general. That's like yeah. the making when games feel like jobs, you're like, well, I can only have one or two. I can't do all mm-hmm. of them because then I just won't have enough stuff. Which is part of why I wanted to buy Avengers for five bucks was because everything is free in it now that they d- used to charge for. And then also that's being pulled from digital storefronts in September. So I just wanted to have it for almost like our preservation sake. Yeah, that's smart. But um, how about you? Were you be interested in a Red Dead Redemption remastered? I would be. I think it would be cool. I think it would be good to have. I wouldn't buy it until I played the second one because I know I need to do that. I did play because I played the first one a lot. So there's no I don't miss it enough where it's something that I'm like craving. I know I just need mm-hmm. to play the second one, but I did love this. Mm-hmm. I hope that if they do it, I hope that it includes an undead nightmare because I feel like that's also a really important piece of it. Yeah, I never played that like fully. I played it like a little bit and then like just fell off. Undead Nightmare was good. Damn, that's I like that. That's when Rockstar had good fucking DLC too. The Ballad of Gay Tony was mm-hmm. fucking awesome, and then the fucking uh, Lost in the Dam. That one damn. was good too. Fuck. Yeah, and I'm, I miss the old Rockstar. Well, it's also just like the speed in which they came out with games, also because mm-hmm. you would have so much of their content to play because everything came out quicker, which is just a maybe not rockstar specific thing but an in general like yeah. thing that we have to deal with now but that's okay because there's nothing we could do about it so <laughs> sony has announced the playstation plus essential titles for august so the these are the games that you can get if you are subscribed to the essential tier remember to add these to your library as once you do as long as you're subscribed to playstation plus you'll always have them in your library so you might as well do it anyway and the Games for this month are going to be PGA Tour, 2K23, Death's Door, and Dreams. I'm really excited for Death's Door. The other two are kind of whatever. I'm sure I have a couple of PGA games that they've given over the years, but it's not going to get me to try it. Dreams is an interesting one, but again, I feel like this is a game that if they put it on Plus way earlier, it would have had a much better shot of like surviving. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I am interested to try Dreams just to just to see what it is. Like, it's a Sony first-party game, so it obviously, like, I want to try it and just see what it is. Start up the menu, see the trophy list, you know? It does have a single-player element to it. I know it's, like, short. It's, like, maybe, like, I think I heard, like, two, five hours. So maybe just, like, play that and just kind of just see what it's all about, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would go into it to play whatever. I'm Because at this point, if it's about to shut down, whatever user content is in there is probably... Well, of course, the best it's going to get. So I would just play some of that. But I personally would not be going in here to create anything, especially at this point. I think that my interest in creating levels or doing stuff like in map makers is there when a game is either new or thriving. But if you know it's on the decline, I feel like why would I even waste my time doing something like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe Sony's hoping that this is like the rebound that dreams can have and it won't die. But I think the dream is dead. Well, and you can't, and not that I'm saying this is a good thing, but like you can't, they can't extract any more money out of it, right? Like, I don't think you could buy anything in the game. 
So even if people even have add-ons, I don't even know if I had microtransactions and shit like that. I don't think so. And I think that's what I'm saying is that even if a large number of players did hop into it now, I don't think it would make a difference for them. Especially yeah, since right. it's on plus, like it wouldn't do anything for them. You're right. That's so not me saying just basically like it's dead here. You guys can have it, which is also how it feels, which I think already paints it in a negative light, which is why I'm like, I'm not even that interested in it. But if they mm-hmm. did this like a year ago, because you know that they're looking at their statistics and they're like, hey, we already see a point where we're at the point of no return. Let's go ahead and cut this. If they knew that and they put this out as soon as they knew that, I think this would be received probably a little bit better. Now, of course, I'm only talking about mine or our perspective. There might be some people that are really excited about this, but because I know it's like, no, 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 this is already in the trash in their minds. So I don't mm-hmm. really care about it either. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you too. But Death Store, I'm very excited for because that is that yeah. was a fun game I played on Game Pass for a little bit, but I'm very excited to play it with trophies and actually beat it. Death Store will be cool. And then the flip side of just like a positive, like a good thing is Sea of Stars will be launching day one on PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. So this will be available on August 29th. This is going to be releasing day and date on both PlayStation Plus and also Game Pass if you're playing on Xbox or PC. And I think this will, I think this will probably be the best day one launch they've had. I'm really excited for this. You, it looks good, and honestly, like I would say, if you were if you want to play a turn-based game, I would say this would be more interesting than an Octopath, just because mm-hmm. it has a, it has like I feel like with JRPGs, it's about your your group, your companion, your squad. And your like teammates and like learning about them and like, you know, going through this long te- like journey and this definitely seems more inspired like that kind of game. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested in playing this. The art style looks beautiful. It's by the team that made the messenger and also this announcement coincided with a demo being available now. So if you want to play the demo and try it, you can. And this is also a prequel to the messenger. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's apparently a prequel to the messenger, which I kind of weird that it's like a whole jrpg but i think that's kind of cool like a prequel being a different genre and everything like that i mean i do think it's cool but the only reason why i sounded maybe not surprised is i feel like there are so many connected things now that there almost doesn't need to be that big of a connection for it for it to make sense uh, what i'm mm-hmm. kind of talking about is everything having sequels prequels series spinoffs whatever a couple of examples of that, even if they're not necessarily in the game space, is like there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It hasn't even come out yet. There's already a sequel greenlit and a series coming. <laughs> the Boys has that spinoff, which I actually think looks phenomenal. It Surpri- did look kind of cool, yeah. though. I'm not going to lie. When that, I saw it, I was like, fuck, it did look good, damn it. Yeah, that did look really good. But I think that's impressive and good just because it's the team making like the boys also. And I feel like they make stuff look so expensive and high production, even if it might not be. But mm-hmm. I think what I was just trying to say is that, like, even Remnant is a good example, right? You didn't even we didn't know that there was another game. Yeah, they're connected, but they're so, like in quotes, but they're so loosely connected that it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, Callisto Protocol is fucking connected to PUBG, my ass, right? Because <laughs> I'm sure that they, I don't know how they would have connected it, but that's how they were saying it was. So I feel like it just there doesn't have to be things that are very obvious for things to seem connected now. Yeah, and it may be like a thing where you like when you beat it, then it's like, whoa, it's you've beat it, and it's like the beginning of like the messenger or some crazy shit like that. But I do prefer, I prefer less of a connection than more of a connection, unless it's yeah. a direct sequel, if that makes sense. So if they're like, hey, 
this is a spinoff. I would prefer it to be like almost fully original, but they just had to say that so they could get it greenlit. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think what would have been more cooler is being more subtle with it. Like you play the whole game and you don't realize that until the very end. And uh, I think that's a cool surprise and reveal. Especially because there wouldn't benefit them to announce that because, well, I was going to say it wouldn't benefit them to announce that because if this is launching on these services, they're not benef- selling it. That's true, but they might hope that when they say that, it makes people buy the messenger. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe. That I mean, that could be an angle. I'm just trying to think like why they would say that. That could be a reason. And then also, this is kind of separate, but while we're talking about things that are connected in universes and original and shit like that, did you see Paramount Pictures talking about how for animated movies they're like done doing new things and like officially they will only be working on existing IPs? So, like, Despicable Me and How to Train a Dragon? I'm not even sure. Like, I don't even know what's in their animated catalog. I just know that they had an article being like, hey, like, we're not going to be working on anything original. It will only be existing. And I was like, God damn. I feel like it hurts to hear. Like, we knew that, but it hurts to hear it. Because, like, if you're going to say it, I feel like other people are just going to come out and say it. Paramount is not DreamWorks, right? Paramount is not DreamWorks. Okay. Okay. I think. What is Paramount? I mean, I don't, maybe it's one of those things that like DreamWorks is a Paramount company. I can look it up. That's what I was trying to wonder. Is it like a Pixar and Disney situation? Let me see. Because then I was like, because then I was like, damn. Well, so like they're just gonna make Mario games. They're gonna make Mario movies and fucking Despicable Me movies until the end of time. Okay, I think you might be. Right. I think that DreamWorks is Paramount. Okay, so yeah, they're just gonna make Mario and fucking Despicable Me movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Shrek is what it movies. is. <laughs> Shrek, yeah, it's not bad. There's a DreamWorks uh kart racer that got announced. That looks fun. Also surprisingly, uh Nickelodeon Brawl. Like there's there's a second one for that. Or is it Nickelodeon yeah, All Stars? We played the Nickelodeon All Stars, I think it is. I remember we played that because that was a plus game and that sh- that felt really shitty though. Yeah, that was bad. Agreed. <laughs> I hope that I did like uh what's the other one? The oh, Warner Brothers one that they took down, but they'll come back. Damn, I'm fuck. forgetting the name, but I thought that one was good. That one was pretty solid. That was probably the best one since PlayStation All Stars and like the Smash clone. Yeah, but that'll but be coming back. I have back. a fondness for. I have a fondness but, for PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, that game's good. I I thoroughly think that game is good. I enjoyed that, and yeah, so that other one will come back early 2024. PlayStation All Stars. I would enjoy a second one. I think that would be good. I mean, I think it would be fun. I don't know. I feel like it would do decently for them, too. Yeah, but I don't think PlayStation's in that era anymore of having fun. Here's my thing, though. When, when they're talking... First of all, I agree with that. But if you're if they're doing all these live service games, like that's, I feel like that's like a super alley-oop. Like, you could do that as a live service, and I don't even think people would think it was shitty. Because that that's makes true. sense that's... for it. I think, yeah. I think some of the hesitancy or negativity when it comes to new live service games coming out of playstation is thinking that there are other projects that are being molded and unnaturally shifted into live service but if it was something like that it's like well yeah duh this is how you would always do it but would you want it to be a smash clone or would you want it to be like a different type of fighting game like a tekken or like a marvel versus Capcom or like a street fighter i'd want want it to be smash i'd want it to be like a smash i think the other things like 2d and 3d fighters leave leave those where they are and just have your ip as guest characters in those games but don't try to recreate that kind of engine because i think that 
those are much more complex. And I don't care if there's mm. any fucking Smash fans listening, being like, oh, but it's it is complex. Smash is a true fighting game. No, that so I, I hate on that, the Smash community. I think that I wouldn't want them to try to recreate some of those other more difficult or seemingly more complex fighting systems. Okay. I mean, I would be interested in anything like that because I think it can be fun either way. But definitely the Smash comparison would be the best, especially with they already have experience doing that. I, but I don't think that studio is around anymore that made that. But No, I don't think so. But even in your even in your case, like when you think about fighting games, right? Like I know like Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Street Fighter, those aren't as appealing because like you feel like there's a lot to learn, right? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they're fun because you're just so much better than me, honestly. But you don't have to fight me. You can fight other people. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's like if I'm just like going to be like leagues below you, like there's no point in playing the game. All right, fair. Well, either way, I think that the gap is smaller for skill. It, okay, maybe there are people that are incredible at Smash, but I'm saying it's more accessible. And I yeah, think it's that, more universal. I think you can they put would put that on a party. Everybody can knows what they're doing. Has a good time. Yeah, and I think they would aim for that if they were going to do like a fighting game kind of thing. But we'll see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they are going to do so what are you sure about what i am sure about <laughs> is that we're getting more xbox games not first party but we're so we <laughs> talked about scorn is going to be coming to playstation high on life is coming to playstation as well but that's actually already available so high on life is available now on playstation 5 and ps4 and there is an expansion called high on knife that's going to be coming later this year this is the comedy first person shooter from swatch games and it has the voices from I am blanking. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Right? Yeah. So Rick and Morty. I not a show that I've necessarily like watched too much or enjoyed, but this game looks fun. If it's not annoying, if that makes sense, I'd be willing to try it. Uh it's selling right now, it's for fifty nine ninety nine, so sixty bucks. I saw that and I was like, that's kinda crazy. Yeah, full price. I don't know why. I don't know why in my mind I was just like, that's kinda crazy. I didn't know it was sixty dollars. Y'all wild. Maybe just because it's like a year after release, but because it's new to us, it's gonna be sixty. Not even that. I thought it was cheaper than that at launch. Well, it was on like, Game I, Pass. I knew, I knew it was on Game Pass, but in my mind, I was like, "Oh, it's on Game Pass," and like, "Oh, it's probably like maybe like forty bucks." But I was like, "Damn!" I was like six because I was like, I, w- "I wanted to try it out," like you said, to play it. But mm-hmm. then I was like, sixty dollars, yeah, crazy. I'm okay with it being sixty. I just don't have enough. I, the thing is, is I didn't have that much interest in that game ever. So mm-hmm. it's not so much the price, it's more so like the content. Like even Scorn, even though I know Scorn is not as critically well-received, I'm more interested in that just because it's kind of more up my alley in like aesthetics and plus, stuff like that. It's though, right? Scorn? Two? Yeah. I is don't, it not? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just coming okay. out later this year. I could look it up, but I think it's coming out in October. I don't think it's launching on Plus, though. Okay. But I, I, oh. there's always a chance I'm wrong. Yeah. So we can always check on that, but... High on on Life is available now. I wonder if this trend will continue where we get more Xbox games, but I don't think they're going to be, like I said, first-party ones. So we'll get kind of some of their extraneous ones that are on Game Pass and stuff like that. But they seem to... I guess with Scorn, that's coming a little bit later. But this one was really like, as soon as they mentioned it, it was already out, which I think is cool. It's nice to just get more on like a shorter time span. And you know, the only games I really want... I just wish Bethesda was not um, was not like locked behind the first party wall because I do miss those like Western RPGs. Which, by the way, this is a complete side tangent, but I texted you about this last night. The reason why I was like, oh, do you want to build PCs is number one, obviously for like recording and video and show related things. 
but also that I'm like those games. that I can play those games and I don't need to buy an Xbox. Not that I'm saying I'm trying to take a stand like oh, I don't want to buy an Xbox. It's not that. It's just I need a better computer anyway, and I feel like that would be a convenient, better thing. And I don't want to have to keep getting rid of computers once they're old. I'd rather just like swap parts if I like, like could figure out how to do it, which I'm sure it's not that difficult. We also always have Justin, and Justin, you know, has built multiple PCs. That's true. I'm sure, yeah, we we can get his input on that. So, back to you on like the console space. If you are looking for a PlayStation Five, PlayStation Five will be getting a temporary price cut in the U.S., U.K., and Germany. So you can be looking out for that. Now, at the time of recording this, it actually has already gone sale in the U.K. and in Germany. So it is, uh, yeah, bro. It is already reduced seventy-five pounds or seventy-five euros in these respective places, and the deal can be had either on PlayStation Direct or other major retailers, right? So you can get it on Amazon, you can get it at other big spots, and there are also different bundles that are also at reduced rates as well. In the UK, this promotion is available until August 10th, and in Germany, this promotion is available until August 7th. Now, this information came to us from prolific leaker Bibble Kuhn, who is pretty much known for leaking almost every single month of PlayStation Plus games very accurately every time. And this follows a promotional campaign that previously happened in Spain, Portugal, and France. Now, the U.S. has not had its price cut yet, but it is suspected to be a $50 price cut less than normal and will probably have a similar, like, a timed promotion, I would think. I believe that this is probably in order to get out some of the just stock that they currently have. So when they announce the either the slim version or the pro version or maybe the one that has the removable disk drive, I just think there will be a new SKU of PS5, and they probably want to push out these older ones now. What do you think about that? I agree with that, but I was also thinking that it could be just to push out as many consoles up ahead before the release of Spider-Man 2, Mm. so that way when Spider-Man 2 comes out, they're like, it sold like 10 million copies in week one. That's true. I think both both of our reasons are valid. Um, The price cut, you know... It's three years into the life cycle. That's usually when a price cut, I think, comes, right? That's normally a, about right. It's normally a more significant price cut, too, but... Yeah, it's usually like 100 because it, it's usually tied with a skew that's like $100 less. Yeah, agreed. But either way, if you don't have one, and that makes a lot of sense, too, I agree. They're probably trying to get this, especially being in August. They want the mm-hmm. install base to be as big as it can so that when Spider-Man comes out, it can have the biggest launch possible. Yeah, and... It's crazy because it's like there's been more PS5s that are going to sell this year than the first two years it was out on the market. So it's like weird. Like it's like this is like the beginning of the console now. It feels like true. Yeah. Like PlayStation is going to have a lot of pressure. I feel like to have games come out. So like they better have a fucking showcase Jim Ryan this fall. Yeah. I hope that they I hope obviously hope that they will have another showcase again with the pressure. I just feel like I feel like the pressure will not come from its customers. The pressure will have to come from its competitors. So as long as Xbox isn't really firing on all cylinders, I don't think PlayStation's going to be like, we don't got to do shit. Because like, yeah, what are we going to do? We're upset. We're still going to fucking buy the system. I mean, yeah, we already have the system. Also, speaking of systems, I, I don't see that you have it here. Uh, the the Spider-Man 2 bundle. I don't have the it new- here. Yeah, you can, you can talk about it. What did you think about the new redesign? I like my original PS4 Pro one looking better. I am not one for limited like well, that's not I'm not one for purchasing limited edition bundles to use. I think mm-hmm. it would be cool to buy those limited editions to like shelve 
But especially considering my system is working, I wouldn't like buy a new one and replace it. So I saw it and I thought it was cool, but I didn't think too much of it. I just kind of scrolled past it and I was like, that's cool for people who are just hopping in now. But I've also never been in that demographic, right? I don't think there's ever been a time where during a console generation, I just didn't have the system and then a cool bundle came out and that was my starting point. But I think that appeals to a lot of people. Yeah. So even seeing like the God of War Ragnarok bundle, right? I thought that was really cool. I think the controller looked really cool, but it doesn't apply to me because I'm like, well, I already have them. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for me to purchase that unless, which I'm not at that level of baller, but hopefully someday I will where I can just have a shelf that I'm like, yeah, these are all the limited editions for whatever. Right now I'm in the collector stage where like in my, my closet in my game room, I enjoy having like, oh, I've got all the PlayStations, but I've got like one, maybe two SKUs of all the PlayStations and they're not limited edition ones, right? So mm-hmm. that's enough for me now. That's just, but I've used all of them. They all have miles on them. It'd be a little bit extravagant for my current budget to be like, yo, I'm just going to buy fucking $500 limited edition bundle to put it on the shelf. Yeah, um, and... What I also was thinking, too, with the PS5 is couldn't you just theoretically just sell those plates? Yeah, I did think that, too. You could just sell the plates. Like, it doesn't have to be a whole new console. You can still probably even upcharge them $20 more than what the normal plates go for. You would still probably, you know, make a pretty nice chunk of change. Honestly. Because they're selling the controller by itself. I was thinking about that, too. Even with the controller, like... Not for the standard DualSense controllers, but for the DualSense Edge, you can pop off certain pieces of it so that you can change out like the analog sticks and stuff. I kind of wish you could just pop off most of the shell and just like replace yeah. it. I think that yeah, would be so, that would be cool too. I wonder if that's in the works for them. Like maybe they're not going to announce that now because they want everybody to buy the special edition console. But maybe later on, like afterwards, be like, oh, you can get the plates. Xbox has always had better controllers, like customization. I'm not saying I prefer the actual controller, but customization, dude. Stupid ass fucking TMNT bullshit where it smells like pizza. No, not that specifically, but there's a lot of options. (laughs) I think I'm not saying like just that one, but I'm saying like there's so many good options and so many customizations you could do that I do think they're better. Like the fucking Forza Horizon 5 controller is like sick. Is it? I haven't even seen it. Jaden has one. Oh, wait, no, Jaden had it. Yeah. That shit is fucking regular as fuck. Come on. Right, you got the fucking... You had the Spider-Man PS4 talking about regular as fuck. Oh, it's red and white. It was fire. You liked it because the monochrome, too. It was all white. I didn't like it. Don't, you said it was yeah, fire. Did. Don't hate. Didn't Don't our hate. controller Don't stop hate. working? It does work. What stopped working? Something stopped working on it. Nothing stopped working. It works. All right, I'm just And hating. that's a nice controller. And the console itself is also very nice. And I don't have an issue with the modern look. I do think the like symbiote coming on. I don't. It looks a little too uh, like angsty teenager for me to have it as a display. Yeah, and, like, that's the style right now. Everyone loves the most recent Batman. Oh God, yeah. That's yeah. That's another thing. Even the controller, I don't like it too. I'm like, it's too angsty with like the the symbiote and all that. I'm like, I'm not saying that the game itself is going to be bad, but I'm like, I don't like that like aesthetic for like my console or something. I think the original ps4 pro that i got that was a spider-man was a lot more cleaner just being all red with the white spider-man logo on it yeah i think so i also think when i when i look at these limited editions oh excuse me the limited editions (laughs) specifically uh just a little air coming out all right the top end not the bottom end when i think about these limited edition systems especially for playstation 5 since the plates are replaceable 
I think it would be cool if what they customized was the inside of the plates, you know? So like the, I don't even know how I would describe it, but like the middle of the system where the lights are. The, the glossy USB- plastic part. Correct. Yeah. If they were to customize that, I feel like that would make it more unique rather than just the plates. Cause the plates you could just take off and then it's any other PlayStation five. Yeah. They just made new plates. Yeah. So I feel like it would be a lot cooler if they customized that. I think that would, that would make it more appealing to me and like differentiate it. What about those uh, D brand plates I sent you? They're those like retro ones. I think those are kind of cool. I, think, I would like to buy those if they weren't dumb expensive. I think they're cool too. I think I don't know. It's weird. It's like I I started doing this because I was like, oh, I can just replace it, so it doesn't matter. And what I'm talking about is putting stickers on my PlayStation Five. It's mm-hmm. something that I would never do on another console, right? Because like you wouldn't be able to swap it out. So I wouldn't want to damage or change that in its original form when eventually it does go on the shelf when i get a new playstation but for this it's like i did it because i was like oh well, i could always replace them but now that it has like so many on there that i enjoy i'm like well i don't want to get different ones because i like these ones yeah that's fair and i'd have to I find a place also... to store them like where the fuck am yeah. i gonna put these just in a corner somewhere yeah that's the thing is like everything is like just hoarding more shit mm-hmm. it's like I would only do it if like, I was ready to throw away the current panels that are on it. Yeah. But also another thing that I like people are like, oh, the PS5 plates are so, you know, they're removable. I'm like, I, I, those shits are kind of hard to remove. And also it feels like you're breaking the console every time you take them off. It does feel like you're breaking it. That's very true. <laughs> the way that you have to like push up and then slide to the left when it cracks, like the first couple of times I've did it. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Especially putting in like the internal uh, hard yeah, drive. Definitely. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Or solid state, right? Because it's not, but putting in that extra storage, definitely. I looked at a video and then I tried it, and then it didn't come off. And then I looked at the video again, because I was like, I don't want to use too much force. That's it. Yeah, the same thing. I was watching a video too. And I'm like, this motherfucker make it look so easy, but I'm like, I don't. I'm not trying to break these plates. Like, I have to order the plates. I don't. That's gonna take like two weeks to come in. It's like, god damn it. Also, speaking about watching tutorials, I don't know if it's just because I'm like a fucking mouth breathing moron, but watching videos of how to tie a tie. <laughs> is the most you don't know how to tie a tie right every time i forget it's like men in black i never remember every time i gotta do it i gotta watch the video i don't know how to tie a tie but i don't dress nice you dress nice so why'd you call me out like you're right you don't know how that's like it that made it sound like you do know how no because i just assume you would because you're all about like you know when i remember when you and liz were going to like a company event you're like yeah i'm going full tuxedo yada yada that's true about confidence that it's like it seems like you would know about you know ties and tying ties. Now I think that me, I'm a fucking slum. All I wear is fucking just you know graphic t-shirts. I think it makes sense, right? There's a respectable part where you're coming from where you're assuming that because I have to wear suits more, I know, and I appreciate that. But the difference is, is I'm so dumb that it's really just a problem that I'm faced with more often. <laughs> That's it's not a problem I've solved. It's just every time I got to do it, I'm like it. shit. Plus, I'm also gaining the LBs, so now I got to get like new suit pants and shit like that. That's crazy. Same here. Yeah, but that's all. Shout good. out to being fat. Yeah, shout out to being fat old boys. and fat. <laughs> <laughs> I got my coffee here. That's like ninety percent creamer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you like the cream? No, it's not. All right, relax. So moving Let's... on, right? So Insomniac <laughs> is potentially working on a third unannounced game, according to a full sale interview. So there was an interview that was held last September that is now making the rounds on social media and online, basically showing project director Aaron Eberhardt claimed they are working on an unannounced project at Insomniac. 
Everhart previously worked on PlayStation Now and at Blizzard for their eSport initiative. This project is their first AAA project. That's what they were basically speaking about. And Everhart also joined just before Insomniac began advertising for a multiplayer project. So I would assume Insomniac's next game will be a live service game. I don't know if it will be Marvel or not Marvel. I know we started off the show by saying maybe they're not going to be the Marvel studio. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I could be. Just might be a multiplayer one. But this is this person's first project, and I think it will be multiplayer. What do you think? Um, it's, I, I, I'm excited for it to not be... It's like unannounced. So it's a game that we don't know, because Insomniac, like I said, was... It seems like it's like, oh, it's going to be a Marvel studio. Now, the fact that you did say that it still could be, I was like, fuck, it could be. But also then my mind went to being it could be just like the best Ultimate Alliance game, which I did like those Ultimate Alliance games. And I know they made one for the Switch and whatever, but it was basically the same shit as the original. But if they can like not obviously Marvel Ultimate Alliance 4, but, you know, like that kind of style game, but like revamp it, give it some like actual good gameplay. Like, I think that that would be fun or and it won't be. But they could make a resistance. But you would want a resistance that's only multiplayer. Absolutely. Resistance is fu- resistance multiplayer was incredible. I'm not saying that not it's not incredible, but don't you like that story aspect of the game as well? Um, I think I do like the story aspect of the game too. But if I'm thinking realistically, I don't think they would view the story parts of resistance what would be viable to come out now. I mm-hmm. think if they were looking at it, they'd probably be like, hey, we can make this into a live service game and it would work. So that's why I'm like, I would like them to do that because some resistance is better than no resistance. That's true. In games, right? Context. Somebody's going <laughs> to clip that out. And it's gonna I was like, yeah, that's sounding crazy. Resistance falling down. Okay? Jesus Christ. But I'm saying, clip it. I think that the multiplayer <laughs> aspects of resistance were really, really fun. And that's easily something that could they could make into a live service game, and I think this would be a good way for them to use Insomniac's IP. I think that's the the best one they have that would be multiplayer, or like we were saying, the kill zone. The, uh, kill, well, that's not their yeah. game yet. Damn, but, right? You you know. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like Killzone is like you're talking about like the only multiplayer game. Like, I mean, Killzone I think, was pretty big. I was just meaning Insomniac. Okay, I see what you're saying. I I just meant Insomniac though, and I think. It's either this, it's either Resistance, or it's a Marvel game. I don't God think it would it. be a new IP outside of those. What happens if it's like a Sunset Overdrive kind of thing? I would be disappointed because I think Sunset Overdrive <laughs> is super overhyped. I think people love it, but I played it for like an hour or two hours, and I was like, this shit sucks. Damn, the hard hit. Mark with the hot takes today. GTA Vice City sucks. It's Tears okay of the to... Kingdom sucks. No, Sunset no, Overdrive no, no, no. sucks. Hold on, hold on. It's okay to dislike. He loves Remnant, Fallen of the Ashes. It's okay to dislike things. It doesn't mean that everything I dislike is a hot take. Also, I don't think Tears of the Kingdom sucks. That's that zero or ten out of ten. So don't <laughs> fall into the seventy percent. I'm, I'm saying, not in the seventy percent. I'm just like fucking with you. It's okay to criticize. Yeah, you're. I'm being a little sensitive. It's okay to criticize things, but to not think they're trash. Zelda I don't think is trash. I just don't think it's as great as people were saying it is. And I was always not willing to fall into that hype. I was always excited to play it, but when it was coming out, I was like, this isn't what people are saying it is. There's just no way. Yeah, it's not like Resident Evil 4. Yeah, like Resident Evil 4 is actually fucking trash. Like, neither (laughs) of us have finished it. It should definitely... I finished it. Okay, well... and Yeah, don't put that on me. That's how you know it's trash. (laughs) 
Oh my god! Right? Get the fuck out of here! No, yeah, Resident Evil Four yeah. is obviously great, but I mean the, I think that. So what do you want from Insomniac, though, realistically? A resistance. I think that if they were to do announce you... a resistance live service game, I would be happy because a, I think PlayStation could really use a shooter, and I think that that's the best mm-hmm. and most unique shooter that they could use. I think that the weapons in that and the scenarios and all that kind of stuff are the most unique and most like this is PlayStation as fuck. And then I think live service would work well for whatever they wanted to do. You want to do 6v6, you want to have Battle Royale, you want to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Resistance, I think, could accommodate it. But would they do it in a Call of Duty style package with campaign and multiplayer? Because I think that that would be ideal. I don't think they would. Because I think that kind of Call of Duty style package is an annual release thing. And I don't think that PlayStation is looking at these that way. I think they would look at it more as like, hey, we're going to release it with whatever, whatever, whatever. And we'll add the rest later. Because mm. I think okay. so. I I think that that would be what I would ideally want. I wouldn't really want a Marvel project, but I feel like that would be the next in line. Yeah, definitely. They just they have the they seem to have a really good relationship and trust from Marvel. With I mean, obviously they make great products, but well, yeah, them and then they're going to use Bungie to verify whatever this is and be like, hey, how do we make the most money? But I feel like Bungie and insomniac teaming together to make a resistance multiplayer game sounds kind of amazing but that's what i i agree and that's what i'm saying i think that is the best scenario yeah like that sounds like a it sounds like a good like i know we were hating on bungie for shutting out naughty dog shit but that's just because that's a different kind of situation but insomniac and bungie i feel like can work together very well and again i think that the reason why resistance sounds so good outside of me obviously being a fan of the series is the fact that it seems like something that could easily work as a live service game not something that would have to be unnaturally bent into that kind of format yeah because the things that would really be important about resistance is just that you have the setting and that you have the correct weapons those are the two main things and those two things alone will separate them from other games and Insomniac gets their fix of like making wacky weapons and mm-hmm. they don't have to like make a Ratchet and Clank game. They can put that energy into a Resistance game. So I would definitely be excited for a new Resistance game. Yeah, I think that would be cool. And we will see later, hopefully. I don't know. But so that if that interview was last year, I wonder how far away this would be. I would imagine whatever this unannounced game is, I would think 2025. So you think in Wolverine's 2024? Well, I'm thinking that this is separate from those two. I'm thinking that... No, but I'm saying I think Wolverine's coming next, right? I agree. Well, you, like, you don't... You think... Do you think Wolverine is 2025? I don't know. I feel like it could be 24. What year are we in right now? I think it could be We're 24. We're in 23? I mean, yeah, Insomniac has released like multiple games within a year of itself so i mean it could do it but it would probably be like so basically like a year like it'd be coming out like in the fall of 2024 yeah i mean i could see that they have teased it so they have been working on it for a while so i can see that and i'm sure that they have like a separate team working on it yeah that's true they do have multiple teams so yeah i guess i could see that it's always insomniac is an anomaly because they're the one game studio that has a good pace about making games still. Yeah. So it's always I, like, what? they can really do that still, but they, they have those abilities. I think Wolverine could be 2024. It could definitely be 2025. I think in my head, whatever this multiplayer project is though, I think it operates separately from those. What I mean by that is like, I don't think insomniac would view it and be like, okay, well we're doing this one and then this one and then this one. 
I feel like PlayStation's mm-hmm. probably like, hey, we want you to make a live service game. You need to have that shit ready by 2026 because that's when we promised all those games by. Okay. That's how I'm I can see that. Because that's been their I whole big see. marketing thing of being like, hey, we're going to have this amount of live service games out by 2026. So I feel like they're like, hey, you guys do whatever you need to do with Spider-Man and Wolverine, but this other one also needs to come out. And if it's multiplayer in nature, there's probably a separate team that's more focused towards multiplayer games, and that's different from the, the team that's focused on the single-player well, Spider-Man Wolverine stuff. Yeah, and that's exactly so, right. Because I can see the, that. Everhart joining the studio was joining from a place of working on PlayStation Now and at Blizzard, and this is their first AAA game project. This is their first time working on an actual game. And then this also mm. coincides with them advertising to hire for a multiplayer project, so I almost feel like they're trying to hire a whole... Separate like a new team. team, which, in some regards, that also makes me a little Just hesitant. Make it a new fucking team. Well, yeah, I think that's what they're doing, but that also makes me think, like, well, is it even going to be Insomniac then? That's what I'm saying. Like, make it a new yeah. team. Like, say it's I see Sony, what whatever, or call it like a new name or something. But they're just going to say it's Insomniac for the sales. I mean, yeah, I mean, Insomniac definitely has is a is a name that carries a lot of weight. I think that's something really good that PlayStation does with the studios carry weight like sucker punch means something naughty dog mm-hmm. means something insomniac means something gorilla means something yeah that's true but how do you feel about the argument like is insomniac better than naughty dog uh i don't think that that's true i don't think that that's but true I th- either but i hear that i think well i think that's just people is you know last of us part two is a weird game. last of us is just in a weird state you know, people, they get all emotional about it. We get emotional about it, too, but in a different way than, like, people just, like, hate on it instantly. But I think, I don't think that that's an argument you really can make. I do think that Insomniac, so here's how I can see it be phrased, where so, uh, Naughty Dog is the best studio in Sony's library, but Insomniac may be the most important because it actually releases games in a timely fashion. Like, Insomniac carried mm-hmm. PS5, when it launched with Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank. And so like they and then it also, you know, had Spider-Man like a few years before that. Like they're important in terms of like they always are delivering a high AAA quality thing, but I think I think I would put Insomniac over Santa Monica. Ooh. I disagree with that. But I think yeah. I under I could I so I still agree with the with the argument of most important. I think that Insomniac is more important than Santa Monica for sure. But I think just in terms of like the quality of game that they can make, I would probably put Santa Monica higher. However, I do have to play all of Ragnarok before I can speak from a place of like for sure. But at the moment, I feel like there because like with Insomniac, Ratchet and Clank is cool, but I don't care about it that much. Yeah. Spider-Man is different. Spider-Man's definitely different, but I also view Spider-Man I also view Spider-Man a little bit differently just because like it's not something that them as a studio is creating from scratch. They're doing a wonderful mm. job of adapting something, like literally the best that you could do at adapting something. So I don't want to take that away from them, but I definitely view it a little bit differently because when I think about Sony Santa Monica and I think about Naughty Dog, I think of these things that they've created from scratch. And I feel like okay. that that even Sucker Punch, that makes me view all of them a little bit differently. And even with like Ratchet and Clank, part of it for me, well, again, and I want to be clear, while I do think that Ratchet and Clank is an incredible series, I'm tired of it. They've been hauling his ass out 
since fucking 2002, <laughs> and I'm not really that interested in it anymore. Okay. So where would you rank Insomniac then? I think the big four are obviously Naughty Dog, Santa Monica, Insomniac, and um, Sucker Punch. Where would you? How would you shake that up? I guess I would probably say currently. Currently, I would say in the if I'm I'm gonna say five out of the, what I view as the top five for PlayStation, I would say Naughty Dog is number one. I okay. would currently say Sony, Sony Santa Monica is number two. Oh, Gorilla, my bad. I left. Yeah, you're good. There. I think I would put uh, Naughty Dog, Sony Santa Monica. Then after that, I would probably put Insomniac. Then after that, Sucker Punch, and then probably Gorilla in fifth. Currently, I would feel that's... pretty confident about that being my ranking. I think that Sony think Santa Monica know. gets a huge boost because of obviously the newer God of Wars, but like they're really fucking good. So I'm fine giving them that huge boost. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're giving Sony Santa Monica a little too much, but because I think I would put Insom, I would switch them in Insomniac. I think Insomniac is number two. Yeah, that's fair. I think that. I think that we will. It will change probably. Maybe if I play Spider-Man Two and how I feel about it, I think I'm thinking about when I'm sitting down and playing one of these studios' games. How much of like a holy shit this is good emotion do I get out of it? And while I love Spider-Man, it's hard not to play Spider-Man and be like, yeah, this is awesome. But like, you know, I've done the Arkham Combat. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Like I've done the these kind of things. While this is a really good version of it, I don't feel wowed in a new way where obviously playing a naughty dog game it's like this shit is so technically impressive in the way that it's playing mm-hmm. these stories are really good even if you know we don't like them like even if they're frustrating they're still really good stories and with sony santa monica i'm thinking a similar thing of like with these new god of war games i'm they're so fucking impressive even if maybe you finish them and you don't sit with them and think they're like some of the best games it's hard to not play them and just be like almost like jaw dropped at certain parts of the game i think Whereas for Spider-Man, that didn't really happen. Maybe just for me as much. Like, I don't think about Spider-Man 2018 that much now. I played it and enjoyed it, but it's not something that I think about, like, all the time. Sucker Punch, the reason why I would put them under is more so because Ghost of Tsushima is fantastic. But in the past, like, decade, I don't view them as having, like, a whole lot. Like, Infamous, I think, kind of just, like, dribbled and died out. And then and then the first two infamous games are fantastic i agree but i'm talking that's what i'm talking about these teams like right now if we're okay. talking lifetime it's different because if we're talking lifetime santa monica goes way down on the list because all they've ever done is got a war mm-hmm. but because obviously like i'd have to include sly cooper so sucker punch would go way up yeah. but i'm saying lifetime wise it would be different but right now at the current stage also that's why gorilla would be at the bottom for me where like i know horizon's good but i just it's so tough for me to it's so tough for me to get into horizon and think it's like i don't know i don't want to be too disrespectful because they are fantastic games they just don't speak to me the way i would want them to i want them to i try and i did play all of um the first one and i enjoy that a lot but i did it in like fucking 2023 like I had been trying to play the game since 2017, and it just never clicked. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. I think I would probably definitely have Naughty Dog number one. I think that's clear cut number one, and then I would have Insomniac number two, mm-hmm. Santa Monica number three, and then yeah, Sucker Punch four, Gorilla five. But in my heart, I want to put Sucker Punch at three, but I just can't because. 
I think for me, it's the lack of output. If we had go- two Ghost of Tsushima games, I think I can easily put Santa Mo- uh, Sucker Punch at three. But just Santa Monica has been able to get out and I one more game, agree. I feel like. I, I want to put Sucker Punch higher, too. But like you're saying, lack of output. And I also feel like this isn't their... Of course, this isn't their choice, right? Like They couldn't decide what other teams are working on. But I feel like they're set up for... Not failure... But they're set up to not stand out so much right now because I feel like this generation has an extreme abundance of like samurai, old Japanese, mm-hmm. old Chinese like games. So I feel like it's harder yeah. to stand out. I mean, you got right Wolong, you've got Rise of the Ronin, you got every Team Ninja Ghost game. Ghost of Tsushima, they're different. It has that Sony first party sh- like like that polish that like I think Ghost of Tsushima on PS4 looks better than Wolong now. Oh no no absolutely. I'm not saying that the quality of the games makes it i'm not saying the quality of other games makes their game look worse i'm just saying that they're in an oversaturated genre was yeah, i no, think all i, I was trying to say i understand what you're saying but what i was, what I was just trying well, to be like is like they're i think clearly the cream of the top you know i think that's actually cream also something with insomniac right like since they're marvel games i don't view it as as mm-hmm. interesting that doesn't that, yeah now it's by far the best marvel game mm-hmm. but because there's so many other ones it doesn't stand out as much to me. Whereas like a last of us or a God of war or an uncharted, I'm like, those stand out to me easily as being like, I don't even, I can't think of like, what would be God of wars competitor or what would last of us competitor be uncharted would be easier in terms of being like, Hey, there's tomb Raider and eventually machine games, Indiana Jones. But I think with God of war and and, uh, last of us, that's part of it with the originality of, it coming solely from the studios and i can't think of something that competes with it yeah that's that's definitely a smart way to look at it i mean either way i think the biggest problem with all five of those studios except actually insomniac and gorilla is the lack of output Mm -hmm. i also the other historically it doesn't have enough history for me to put it there yet but with maybe one or two more releases i would put housemark above gorilla if they're (laughs) if their concurrent games were as good to me as returnal if they got like two or three more games out that are as good as Returnal, I would say I like them more than Gorilla. Yeah, I mean, Housemark has good shit. They got Resogun, Dead Nation on PS3. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? So like they got Returnal, but I'm the not. AAA. I'm not willing to put them in that in that arena yet. I feel like that would be. I feel like that would be doing a hot take to do a hot take, and I'm not. I yeah. feel like that would be disrespectful to Gorilla. Definitely, and also, it's, I think it's good to put uh housemark in that position to make them hungry yeah i agree like they gotta earn it to make a better game i think so i feel like that's a good position for them to be in i can definitely see them at the end of this generation cracking the top five mm-hmm. definitely i think so because it's achievable like they can do mm-hmm. it just put all they're put... in striking distance they just have to the thing is with them they need to have the commercial success you said striking distance so i thought about callisto protocol <laughs> Damn. they're not and they're not in the striking distance of anything no they're not unfortunately so moving on in the news list right so we've got playstation's project q the handheld is seen in leaked images running android so images have surfaced yeah. online basically showing it running an android os and project q is a streaming only device meant to be used with a playstation 5 and will feature an 8 inch 1080p screen attached to basically what's a dual sense cut in half so think about basically your nintendo switch but the joy cons are both halves of a dual sense and that will potentially be coming out later this year 
This will be a streaming only device again, like I said. So even though it's seen in images running Android, I'm sure you would have to do some wacky shit to like get yours to run on just like a base Android. But people see this and they're like, okay, well, what are the possibilities you can do with it? I think this story I'm more so bringing up less about Android because fucking yuck, but more so about like this is now being in the wild and kind of catching up again. Like, how do you feel about it now? And have you seen the images? Um, like seeing it not in promotional s- art. I've seen it. It looks a little cheap in like the raw images. Mm-hmm. But I feel like tech can, you know, tech can look bad in the wrong lighting. So it could also just be like the way it was presented as well. I am still interested in it. For me, it's all about the fidelity. If they're like, this is way better than your PS streaming app with a backbone than on your iPhone, then I'm like, sign me up. I'm all good for it. Like, this is that's totally cool with me. Do you mind that? So you obviously you do have a backbone. How do you feel about using a backbone taking your phone away? Do you think that that's something that's what I don't that like? You, okay, yeah. yeah, that's the main thing I don't like. Because if I'm like the ideal situation for backbone Project Q is like the upcoming season is going to be in this fall football. I'm on a Sunday on the couch, just fucking bullshitting, grinding away trophies. Ellie Noir, I'm still trying to get like a collectibles or some stupid shit or like an open world game where I'm just trying to knock out side quests or something like that. And I want to be able to have my phone where I can be looking up a guide and then also have my Q light. The problem is when you have your phone, you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it just, it's just not, it's not the ideal situation. Obviously I know somebody could be like, well, you could just bring out an iPad or bring out a laptop. And it's like, no, I don't want to, I like using my phone. It's like the perfect size screen. I don't like having like, the massive screens like of an ipad or some shit around me and i think in any situation if someone is suggesting like oh well you could just do this or you could just do that that's always going to be more difficult than what is the obvious choice yeah so it's like i just want to be on my phone look at power picks this shit and just get going yeah i think the most important thing is going to be whatever they price it at and also considering right obviously you have to have a playstation 5 too with it yeah i think it's probably gonna be like 200 is what i'm assuming and if it's 200 dollars it better run that shit fucking perfect. I will That's all say, I'm saying. I do think it runs well on phones. Like when I do remote play, you use the backbone. I use my DualSense Edge. When I do remote play and use my controller, I think it works pretty well. But I agree that this would have to be this would have to be like close to perfect because it's mm-hmm. an expensive, dedicated device. So this would have to be like as good as it gets. And also the benefit of like the DualSense controllers being a part of it is that you can play maybe more action-oriented games. I I Agreed. mainly spent my time on the backbone playing like Persona, which is turn-based, which is translates very well to streaming and stuff like that. Yeah, I've spent most of my time playing Ghost Trick or also turn-based games, so like easy puzzle games to play. I think that another thing with Q Lite is I don't know if they've expressly said this, but it would be really important to me that you could play it over Wi-Fi, but you don't have to be home, right? Like one of the best parts about remote plays, you could be wherever. This would have to. This would have to, like, no questions asked, have to do the same thing, because then this would be a viable option on like, oh, I'm gonna go on vacation. I'll take the Project Q. You don't have to bring the PS5. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's a good point. Which I assume it would just because the. If they, if they can do that on the phone, I would assume they could do this for the streaming dedicated device. But mm-hmm. again, they haven't clearly said that. So that's that would be a very uh, big that'd be a big uh, reveal. I feel like I agree. Didn't. And I don't think they're going to do that with this because I don't think it worked out well. But was it Vita or was it PSP? I think it was Vita where they had Vita, versions of it, 3G. Yeah. Versions that you could use data. That's a good idea. Yeah, that, but you had to pay more for it. Right. 
you had to pay like a monthly phone plan yeah. and it was the problem was that it was tied to AT&T and that was a time period where everybody hate, hated AT&T because they were the only ones that had the iPhone and mm. you know that's like one of those so things, yeah like, it's good in theory because it would be cool to just be able to legit be anywhere even without Wi-Fi but at that point again the thing is at that point that would make the project Q obsolete when you could just do that on your phone with service mm-hmm so I don't know. You can stream with service on your phone. You That's can. The thing. Exactly. And so I'm saying that I think that even makes it harder for the Project Q to make sense. For me, the Project Q is is like this is the switch for PlayStation where it's like you can just be in your house and you can just be like having it in your hands while watching a show. That's I, I the only reason I, I know that it's like a... Uh, it's a mobile device you're supposed to go all over the place but for me it is like very much like i'm gonna use it while home i think if they want to show it good do a showcase do whatever else is in the showcase right which is going to be awesome and we can't wait for it but then show project q running spider-man 2 if they can show project q running spider-man 2 cleanly i think that would be that would be like enough for everyone because that like spider-man is something i would never consider playing on remote play on my phone but if it runs good enough on Project Q, then I'll be like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah, I think that that's, again, that's the only benefit that I see clearly above what the backbone offers outside of like, you know, like the phone, like if you get a text message or a phone call, fucks your whole shit up. Mm-hmm. But is like, can it play an action oriented game smoothly? It makes me think of like how you're getting notifications on your phone while you're playing games. I fucking hate when I'm like watching a movie or something with Liz and I get like, oh, this game's downloaded or like this friend came online. Yes. That shit is like, it gets you out of the moment. So I feel like with a phone, it would be similar. Yes. Yes, it is very similar. So now moving along with Call of Duty, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 will be revealed officially in a Warzone event coming soon. Now, Call of Duty 2023, which we know now is Modern Warfare 3, we've known this for a really long time, right? Unofficially off the record, but now we know it due to leaked images on monster cans, thanks to a monster employee, right? So there were pictures going around the internet of basically Captain Price and a Modern Warfare 3 logo, which is exactly what you think it would look like. And it was on both monster boxes and cans. And pretty much right after those images leaked, Activision was kind of like, oh, like, kind of teasing that it's true they updated the sledgehammer logo to change the e from a regular e to just like a three horizontally so that's their way of being like oh yeah it's real even though again i think we all knew that this was going to be modern warfare 3 and i think they took way too long to acknowledge that because it's already Mm -hmm. august but in a series of basically updates on social media sledgehammer is saying that both development is going well and smoothly on pace, all of your weapons and bundles and maps and everything's will transfer from Modern Warfare 2 into Modern Warfare 3, and that it will be unveiled in a Warzone event coming soon. Season 5 launches on August 2nd, but they didn't say this will be at launch or when it will be, just that at some point it will happen. Now, I think more than likely it can be safely assumed that Makarov will probably show up and they'll be like, this is the villain of the third one, just like he was in the original Modern Warfare 3, so... I don't know if I have too much to say about this. It's kind of just what I expected, but it's finally being like acknowledged. Acknowledged. Yeah. So it's going to be a full release. It's going to be Modern Warfare 3. I will say I understand going from MW2 to MW3 and being like Makarov. And I actually really enjoyed the campaign from the original MW3. I do kind of hate that we now have three duplicates. (laughs) I do really hate that. I do. I don't think that's good marketing. I think it's really fucking annoying. 
Like now, because it, yeah. I was pissed about this for the original one. I know you remember Bright as Day that I was pissed when they were like calling fucking 2019 Modern Warfare. But that one I get. Mm-hmm. Doing it with the whole trilogy again, anytime you talk to anyone, <laughs> you're going to have to specify which one you're talking about. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a shame. Obviously, you know they're banking off the name because that does. I'm assuming the Modern Warfare series, if you look at it, are probably the best selling outside of maybe like the Black Ops series. Yeah, I agree with that. Something I will say. So those. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say so those two are just like the two Call of Duty sub brands that carry the most weight. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they've been going this long with like uh, Black Ops Four. I'm I'm assuming they're gonna eventually do just a Call of Duty Black Ops like start it all over again yeah probably they will i was gonna say something that if they announce right so all the bundles and all the maps transferring over to mw3 i think that's awesome but expected Mm -hmm. like awesome but expected because they originally said that mw2 also like they better yeah exactly (laughs) because mw2 was announced as something i'd be supportive for two years if they announce that al masra will also be playable alongside the new warzone map i think that would be actually incredible Mm-hmm. I don't think that will happen. I'm just saying that that's my one wish. If they were like, hey, by the way, the Warzone map also will carry over, I think that would be fucking awesome. I don't think that's going to happen. Just yeah, neither because do I. That's, like, that's, like too, that's too good to be true, but that would be nice. I wish they would have done that with like all of them. I wish that we still had access to play Verdansk, Almazra, mm-hmm. even Caldetta, even though I didn't love Caldetta, just to have that option there. Yeah, and that'll be getting shut down sometime soon, I think, within the year. Yeah, so RIP the original war. Yeah, but I, I think it would be cool. The only reason why I don't see it as being... To- well, I know that they talk about space and stuff like that, but I think about how they added things to all the other Warzone maps over the years, and so they mm-hmm. had to swap those out. But I don't think they've added that much to Al Mazra, which makes me feel like it would be okay to leave that in there and do another one. Because I'm sure they're just spending all yeah. their time making that new map and not working on this one. Yeah, they seem to be copying the Fortnite model of like one map only. Mm. But unlike Fortnite, they're not consistently changing it to make it better or more engaging or more interesting. Like each season of a Fortnite map is like a fucking they're redoing the whole goddamn thing. Basically, I also and again, this is different per person, but I also think they are focusing on like they, i don't think that they need to focus on all these smaller maps the like ashika yeah, island annoying. the vondel all of those if they just did that effort on the main map i think that would i would hold my attention but i know that a lot of people like that smaller like resurgence stuff mm-hmm. which i'm like why don't you just play fucking multiplayer which is so weird play multiplayer well, they have to buy multiplayer. or play they have to buy multiplayer yeah i guess that's a thing and people I guess don't want to fucking pay for anything that's true. But then also, it's like, nobody fucked with Ground Wars, and this is basically Ground Wars. That's very true. It is. <laughs> so I'm, like, very confused. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that it, the only thing I could think of is the difference would be the price barrier. Is that because it's free, mm-hmm. people are like, okay, well, I don't have to buy the game, but I can still enjoy this. Yeah. But. I mean, I would I would like to go back to War. I have it still on my console. I haven't played it. It's, I'm always you know, down. It's still downloaded for me, too. I enjoy it. It's just something... The, the difference is, really, is that before when no I was passion. a little bit... Well, yeah, when there was passion for it, I would play it by myself. If the mm-hmm. squad wants to play, I'm always down. Always down. It doesn't matter how shitty the game is. I'm always down to play if the <laughs> squad's down. 
But if it's just me, the game has to be like good for me to play a multiplayer game by myself. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see soon, and uh, hopefully the announcement is like something cool. Something. Hopefully it's not something just that you have to play. Like it'd be cool if you play it, but then once that happens, they release like a trailer or something because. I want to see it too because I did really enjoy Modern Warfare 2's campaign. So I kind of want to see like, okay, what does MW3's campaign look like? Because if everything is transferring over, I, I do actually think that's pretty exciting in the sense that when MW3 comes out, I will be all over it because I normally am with every Call of Duty anyway. But it would be exciting mm-hmm. to hop into MW3 and be like, okay, all the multiplayer maps we've missed on the seasons we didn't play now are also in the game. That's fun. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of content because we haven't been as engaged with this. Uh modern or this call of duty entry yeah so if it's all transferring over there's gonna be like an abundance of shit for us i definitely do think it's exciting now what i think would be the best move but i don't think they will do is what would Mm -hmm. be incredible is if they were like if you bought mw2 and you also purchase mw3 just this not other stuff but all of the weapons that you never unlocked for mw2 will be like unlocked when you purchase the new game Ooh, I would love that, and I don't think that is that crazy. I'm not saying they're going to give any cosmetics or any bundles, but I'm saying like, hey, you buy the new game, we'll give you that SMG that you never unlocked in season two. I feel like that's a decent incentive. That's a fair compromise, but especially if you bought both. That's what I'm saying. If you bought MW2, then like we can help you with this. I don't think they'll do that, but I'm just saying I think that would be cool, and I don't think that that's that crazy and i don't think that would take away from the sales of like all the bundles and shit because even when you buy a bundle of a gun you don't actually unlock the base weapon you just unlock that version of it okay but um i mean i think i think that that would only be fair you spend literally a hundred and or not 120 140 mm dollars because they're 70 now and that's basically games because you probably spend more than that on a battle pass or some (laughs) little shit every now and then definitely so i think that's only right but i mean you know, we we can be pessimistic now, but once it's in the air, everybody gets a little excited on the Call of Duty launch. Oh well, that's what I'm saying. I'm already, I am excited. Then oh, okay. the negative things are just to be like, there are a lot of criticisms, but I feel like that's part of like the analysis right of the show or what we're doing here. But if I'm gonna play it by virtue, I'm excited. I'm never gonna boot up something that I'm like, oh, I don't like this, so I'm gonna play it. That wouldn't make any sense. Like I am excited for it. I just think that. There are ways that they could make it better and keep it better, but it doesn't seem like they're following kind of what the community says or wants, quote unquote. But I do think the Mm -hmm. idea of a... Because it'll almost feel like a double launch, kind of. Like the negative aspect could be like, oh, well, they said they were going to do two years and now I have to pay more. But on a positive note, when this comes out, if it's the same content that would be in a regular launch then theoretically you'll go into and be like, holy shit, this is so much multiplayer content at once. Yes. Also, the Warzone map needs to be ready at launch, the new one. That's very true. No waiting a month afterwards or bullshit like that. Like Everything needs to be ready to go. Yeah, that is a really good point. Because I could see them being like, the game is going to launch, but then multiplayer, or then Warzone (laughs) will launch later. I'd be like, you motherfuckers, you better get this shit out. They probably will wait, though, because they probably want everyone to buy MW3 first, and then they'll let every the, all the free players in later. I fucking hate that. But, I mean, you're probably right. That is, that's, I also wouldn't hate if they did what they did last year, where it's like you can pre-order it and then they get to play the campaign like a month early. Because I like that, because it like sectioned it off. It was like, focus only on this, and then once 
everything else is out, you can just enjoy that. They'll probably do that. Yeah, that's true. So you'll get like three drops, campaign multiplayer, and then a lot of early access. Mm -hmm. Bunch of early access enjoyers over here. We love early access. Yeah, but for that, it made sense. But the like couple of days is different. The couple of days I don't fuck Mm -hmm. with. They're like, even for example, Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat to death. It's one of my favorite things ever. I'm not going to pre-order Mortal Kombat 1 so I can play the beta. The whole fucking idea of a beta to me is for you to play it and see how much you like it and give feedback and then hop in the game. But closed betas that you pay for to me make no sense. Yeah. The closed beta, like uh, Diablo was like that, right? There was a closed beta you had to pay for. I will say. And then also that Crash game that came out and died was like that too. If there's two betas, it's okay, right? Like let's say there's two betas and the early one is the one you pay for and then there's an open one. there's two betas and an alpha, what happens? I don't know. I think that's unprecedented. (laughs) If there's a couple of like, if there's two betas and then a top G in the room, I don't know. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> but I do think I'm okay paying for one where there's... Or no, not paying for one. I, I'm saying betas, if there's a closed one that you pay for and then an open one, then whatever. If somebody wants to pay for it, fine. But I don't think there should be one beta only and then that one is you have to pay for it. Because at that point, I'm like, well, what if somebody gets that beta and then they don't like the game? Yeah, Call of Duty is pretty good with the... Multi- so would you consider Call of Duty structure, structure as multiple betas or yeah. the same beta, but just restricting access i think they have i would say multiple betas and i think i I think the way they do it is good where they do different consoles different weekends if you pay versus Mm -hmm. don't pay stuff like that mortal kombat also i mean i'm sold on it already and i was also fortunate enough to get into the network test so for me that doesn't really apply but the network test wasn't open you know what i mean so i i was invited to to it which was cool but that's not something that i could bank on or that somebody who wants to try it can just go and do that yeah, because the Crew Motorfest doesn't have like a closed kind of beta thing going on right yeah, now. Yeah, it does, which I tried to sign up for, but I couldn't. Like I had the code, uh, shout out Donut Media was sharing one because they have like a promotional partnership oh, with shit. that. shit, that's cool. And they posted that on their Instagram and I went to Ubisoft and tried to enter the code and it worked. But Ubisoft's like interface to get into your account online on your phone is it, ridiculous. It's exceptionally shitty. So even though the code was valid and I got a check mark, it wasn't able to where it would always crash for me is when I would log in using my place. When I would try to link it to my PlayStation name, it just wouldn't load. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I, it was very frustrating because I, there was nothing I could do. I don't think I'm like the code worked, but it's not working here. What they should have done is what mortal Kombat did, which is way fucking smarter is they just give you a PlayStation that you choose your system first. Then they just give you a code to enter on that system store. And then you get the item. The way Ubisoft was trying to do it was like you enter the code on the website and then you link it to your name, which I feel like is not the right way to go about it. Yeah, I I think any I hate this with Ubisoft. I hate this with fucking 2K. Uh, who else always does it? Warner EA Brothers does, does this, it too. It's like Warner Brothers. It's like this separate little Capcom like, no, does it why also. Do you have, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, that you this have to have so like an annoying. account on their own system. Yeah, and especially with, I don't remember which service it is, but there's one of those services where I'm like, this is a fucking email that I had in like 2009, but like I don't know how to exactly. change it. Yeah, and that's the worst thing when it's like, you're like, is it tied to my school email account mm-hmm. or is it like my regular one? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I agree. It should just be easier to change them. But so yeah, the crew, that is happening and I wish I was able to play that, but... I'm going to just chalk it up to technical difficulties I couldn't get in. 
Yeah. And we know when the go for bronze, once we get bigger, we will be able to get in all the early access, you know? If we want to. On a, if we want to. I mean, yeah, Ubisoft might hate me if I'm like, yeah, Assassin's Creed is ass. We just got to see what the script <laughs> is, right? Because I know that promotionally a lot of times and i don't know if this is me preemptively shooting us in the foot they send you a script basically of being like you can say this you can't say oh, this what oh hell no oh, you, i don't yeah, do no scripts you didn't know oh it's a script it's a oh, fucking no, script no, yeah no, especially no, if you're no. like streaming one of those games they might be like hey here's what you're gonna do you're gonna play this game uh maybe let's say it's like season five of whatever game we need you to play as this character that just came out and like make it look good you don't have to say that about it but like they're like you got to follow some kind of criteria while playing this, and that's that's normally how it is. There's normally an agreement of like you got to either say X Y Z or don't say X Y Z or play a certain thing. Mm, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel. That's why that. I think it would just depend. It would depend on the script. Yeah. Like if they were like, hey, you can play the game and talk as much shit as you want, I'd be like, fucking bet, let's go. Or if they're like, yeah. you have here's a script and we could be creative and be funny and still be shitty if you wanted to. Not saying that we were going to shit on everything, but I want to be able to if I want to. Yeah, like if the crew we get early access to, I mean, like I clipped to the world, I'm going to be like, this is fucking exactly. Like trash. I'm not trying to be a paid shill and be like, oh well, uh, this version of the game is different from the final release. I'm not going to say some shit like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, don't judge this game harshly because this is not the final you know, product. These devs, be they've been working a lot of overtime. We should be appreciative. We should all pre order the game. We should be appreciative of devs. But, you know, you can't. You know, these devs got to earn shit. to eat. All right. They got to earn it. Just I mean, like everyone be, they're else. They're eating good. I don't think no video game devs in America, at least. Outside of the world, I don't know which uh, you got to argue for your pay structure a little bit better. But in America, you're a game developer. You're making six figures. At Fantastic least. transition. Tencent is set to acquire the majority <laughs> shareholding for the Dying Light Studio uh, Techland. So we can definitely get back to what you're saying with like pay structures and stuff. But that that was actually the next thing on the docket here. Yeah, no, I mean, we can talk about this. this is, I saw this and I was like, damn. When yeah. I saw this, I was like, fuck, they got one that I like. So Tencent is set to acquire majority shareholding. Now, what this means specifically is they're saying that Techland is going to be able to retain rights to their IP and creative freedom. This is more so just as a them purchasing another company as majority shareholders. So, of course, they're going to get plenty of kickback or a majority of it right when they release new games. But the studio itself, in, in theory should be fine to continue operating as normal. Now, the quotes that I have here from the studio, I wanted to mention because I don't know. Well, let me just go ahead and say them and and we'll see how you feel with them. So basically, the CEO of Techland said, today I am happy to announce a partnership with Tencent who are in the process of becoming Techland's majority shareholder. Teaming up with Tencent will allow us to move full speed ahead with the execution of our vision for our games. We have chosen an ally who has already partnered with some of the world's finest video game companies and helped them reach new heights while respecting their ways of doing things. We will retain full ownership of our IPs, maintain creative freedom, and continue to operate the way we believe is right. I'm also going to continue to serve as the studio's CEO. Which I think is a funny sentence to say. (laughs) But... It sounds like somebody who's not too confident that he's going to remain being the CEO. Techland is the studio behind Dying Light 1 and 2 and also the original Dead Island. And they are also working on a fantasy RPG right now. And that fantasy RPG that they're working on is from a lot, also has a lot of talent from CD Projekt Red. 
Techland is a Polish Ooh. studio, so it makes sense. I feel like be easy transition between the two studios. Um, but yeah, I think this is. I don't know how much of an opinion I have on it. I don't. I don't think it's a good thing. I, if they're maintaining creative freedom, it's like cool, but it's still shady. It's that thing where. And I guess I don't want to get like super political, but sometimes it's hard to avoid certain topics, right? Just by the nature of it, where Tencent is a Chinese company and sometimes Chinese money can seem to me almost can seem like scary in the sense that like, I'm like, I don't understand how it exists or where it comes from. And part of that with Ten- it's directly tied to the, the government. That And also part of it is like with Tencent, you're not going to see Tencent as a splash screen ever on any game. Mm-hmm. they're going to work in the background. They're going to get, be getting that cash, but you're never going to see them as a splash screen. And I feel weird about that. Like we know that you're doing yeah. this because it's publicly reported, but w- what's the reason why you don't want to just put your name on it or they'll, because well, they Tencent's also level infinite, that. right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's their like, uh, they're like American show. Like, uh, Oh, this is not Tencent level infinite. It's a good thing. Yeah. So, I don't know that those shady aspects of it to me feel weird. And I like Techland a lot, but I know that they've also been kind of getting some shares of other companies that we also enjoy. It just, it's, it's just weird because it's like, am mm-hmm. I going to think about it? If like, they might not do it because if I was going to buy dying light three, for example, right. Which by the way, if you're curious about the progress of dying light three at the moment, Techland as a studio did put out kind of like a survey sometime in the past couple of months, kind of gauging interest on a Dying Light 3, but that hasn't been officially announced in any capacity. But if I was going to buy Dying Light 3 and I went on the PlayStation Store and instead of Techland, I saw Tencent, there, I feel like there would actually be some hesitation. There's something that runs through your mind. I mean, every time you see SNK now, you know it's a part of the Saudi royal family fund. That's true. Yeah. So it's like those things do run through your mind and it's obviously hard to be like uh you know being moral in a like a capitalistic world especially like america because then the first thing people are going to be like is your phone's made by children and it's like all right well then fuck it all right i guess everything is shit then i guess i guess fuck it all and everything is shit it's true but it's like it's still good to maintain some choice and be self-aware of it i don't think that hoping that everyone is good you know base level at heart you don't want to willingly put the blindfold on. So I think that's what I'm yeah. saying with, with them doing shady stuff. This is their way of being like, well, it's shady and we don't want you to see it. So we're kind of putting that blindfold on for you where it's like, that is shitty. And then even speaking about potentially Saudi Arabia or not even them specifically, but just like Middle East, Spider-Man apparently is having some problems with pre-orders and people are thinking that that launch is going to be delayed because they're going to censor. I don't know what but they're going to censor some things out of that game and then it'll launch because people have reported pre-ordering in like that section of the world that pre-orders like aren't working for Spider-Man 2. And that wouldn't be that, that different makes, from yeah. other releases where a game will come out and then it has to be specifically censored for that region then come out. Mm-hmm. Which, the reason why I also bring that up is I think it's weird because I remember seeing an advertisement not too long ago about some kind of like, almost like gaming festival that was in Saudi Arabia and it was like a week of this, whatever, and they're marketing like millions and millions and millions of dollars of prizes. But that's mm-hmm. weird to me that you'd be like, hey, this is going to be like the mecca of video games and then be like, but we're banning and you have to censor certain games. 
Yeah, you probably can't even play most games. Probably, but it's just... They won't pass the censorship. And what's being marketed is not the games. It's just being like, hey, we've got like this money that doesn't even like... That doesn't even like tan- tangi- tangibly make sense. We've got this amount of money that we're offering. Kind of like, I don't yeah. think it's that different from the stuff that's going on with like golf and athletes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So with Tencent, just something that I kind of wanted to bring up being like that kind of like money that doesn't even make sense is kind of scary. Yeah, even talking about money in sports, uh, your boy Mbappe, you Mbappe. saw that he's getting offered like over a billion dollars just to play one year in the Saudi Arabia League. Yeah, and I saw that like other members, right? So we joke around about like Mbappe, not in any kind of way, just it's a, it's kind of funny to say like that. But the we we like NBA. So following NBA, like even mm-hmm. pretty shortly after that, there was a lot of NBA players who posted on social media being like, fuck it, I'll go over there and play. Yeah. And it's like I which is like I that's get, not a good sign. That's the thing it's like I get it for the bag but like don't I don't know. It's hard to I yeah. understand that it's hard to argue against the cash, which is almost why I don't specifically blame these individuals who are taking the money which they are partially I mean definitely responsible. But I'm saying there's a certain part where you hold responsibility where it's like if you're an NBA player making 40 million dollars a year I think you can make the financial, you can make the moral decision of not making. That's also true. A hundred million dollars a year. That's also a, a fantastic point. Yeah, there's going to be a right. There's going to be a different utility for that amount of money for somebody who has X amount or for somebody who doesn't. But even with, I'm saying the scarier part about that really is just like where the fuck does that money come from? That's my thing. Yeah, but it just comes from like the government. Yeah. And what they like they own and they own like all the oil and all that shit like that. Like that's like those those are actually the richest people in the world. Like I know we have like our Elon Muskas and they're like Jeff Bezos, like, oh yeah, those people are billion those people are probably like trillionaires legitimately. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're into cars, so we see what they do in the car scene of like they'll just buy like the like all those crazy one off like fucking Lamborghinis, Bugattis and Conasegs and Ferraris, like who the fuck you think is buying that shit? Ain't nobody no buying a two point five million dollar car. Yeah, it's actually not that different in cards, right? So I've spoken a little bit how like basketball mm-hmm. cards I really enjoy and stuff like that. And the NBA is like pretty big in China, which is cool. Again, I'm not saying this is not saying like a blanket statement of anyone who's Chinese and enjoying that. That's totally cool. But I'm saying the exorbitant amount of cash you see a correlation with it, right? So in group breaks, for example, for like people will want the top rookies and Paolo who's on the magic was a top rookie. So that team is more expensive. I see group breaks all the time where that team is held by like someone who's Chinese, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just not surprising because it's like always that case. And it's always like the most expensive shit. Yeah. So I don't know. They have an unlimited fun to like, and that's how they're, they're normalizing themselves by like uh, infusing themselves in Western culture with sports games Mm -hmm. And just making it, oh, yeah, that's just a normal, yeah, it's just, I'm not saying that they're not normal, but it's like you're looking past what the what the countries are doing in terms of how they're treating their citizens and stuff like that. I think also, really for me, it's like, I like, for Jeff Bezos, right? I think everyone mm-hmm. intrinsically understands why he's wealthy. And I think yeah. that... He created a great product. Yeah, exactly. It. Like, you might be like, oh, fuck, like... I'm not saying anyone's opinions about him specifically, but I don't think anyone's going to argue that like Amazon isn't really good. So mm-hmm. I'm saying like that kind of like makes sense. It doesn't mean you have to like how much money he has. I'm not saying it's right. Nothing like that. I'm just saying that like fucking prime shipping is really cool. 
it's with those it's with the other things where it's like i don't understand how the money got there and then getting into certain like sports for example getting into sports but only with the money like it's not with the players it's not with the setting up a good league it's none of that stuff it's just like they had the money first which is like kind of backwards from i feel like the way a lot of stuff works yeah but also I mean, that knows it's going down a deeper rabbit hole, but you, the blame also does come on America in terms of inflating these countries economically. Mm-hmm. America loves the cheap labor that China offers. So that's how China makes all of its money. And Amer- and Saudi Arabia loved all the American money coming from oil. So that's how they made all their money. So it's almost like uh, we created these problems that are now 20 years later. These countries are wealthy as fuck because they've been getting paid out the ass for the last 25 30 years yeah that's true america i mean that's a good point definitely so it's a kind of a problem that we created in our own and then now they're now they're fighting back because now they have the means and the money to yeah that's true and in other news ubisoft (laughs) ubisoft canceled (laughs) immortals phoenix rising that's it with that 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 sucks, man. That's I crazy. Guess, I really love the first one. Yeah, I guess one. some people some year. people care about that, but that's like what they're refocusing on Assassin's Creed. This is just one of the titles that they've axed. That they've mentioned that they've canceled some projects before, but this is their like official acknowledgement of another one. The fun thing is now, you know, when you play Immortals, you know you don't have to worry. It's one game. Mm-hmm. The, everything is in that. You don't got to worry about seventeen Immortals. What games. if it's got a cliffhanger? So you get to experience ending. it. Like Days Gone? Oh, brutal. Oh, I wish we were getting like another Days one. Gone? Yeah, that was fun. Damn. Yeah. Well, that disappointment. <laughs> Do you have anything else for, for the beautiful audience? I don't know if I have anything else. I don't, I mean, yeah, we had a nice little uh, history diatribe by there at the end, but I mean, it was a great show. I had a great time. Also, I mean, we didn't get to mention this, but we had a great time streaming last time we streamed, and we had you know had engagement with the audience. Mm-hmm. Probably should have mentioned this in the beginning of the episode, but I had a fun time streaming, and we we had some people like you know interacting and stuff like that. So that was very fun. Yeah, and we'll be continuing that, that. That you know, the pace of this is you we are releasing a Go for Bronze episode this week and then it'll be every other week on mondays so you'll get one not next week but the one after that but we do stream in between that and currently we've been streaming zombies kind of chronologically so now we're going to be doing the giant will be the next one we did Mm -hmm. not and shino numa and we're kind of archiving those and probably putting them on youtube so i have those downloaded i put notched on youtube but i will put the or knocked and i'll put the other ones on youtube as well so if you'd like to kind of join us for the giant we'll be streaming that within the coming week and uh, of course, you can hit us on all our socials, and we should probably update those for when we're actually going to stream. Because right now, it's kind of like if you just follow the channel, you get that notification. But who knows when it's going to happen? Yep. So all that and more, a lot, a lot of positive growth for Go for Bronze, and we appreciate all yeah, of it. And I'm growing in weight too. <laughs> we're growing in weight. Yeah, we're we're getting fat as fuck over here too. So fat, old, and happy though. Fat, old, and happy. A little bit more money. You know, you can't hate too much. Mm. that's all i've got but uh but that's all we have for this week's episode we appreciate you guys listening if you listen this far through um we love you we'll see you here in two weeks see ya thanks for listening to the show we hope you enjoyed it if that wasn't a total waste of your time consider leaving us a review on the service that you're listening on as it really helps us out if you'd like to be a part of the show feel free to reach out to us on any of the socials linked in the episode notes you can reach us with your questions comments thoughts concerns and ideas until next time 
don't forget to keep breathing.